Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Classics presented by MRN. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The drive towards the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Championship continues in New England today, where the CMT 300 begins shortly at the New Hampshire International Speedway. Jeff Gordon leads Mark Martin by 97 points entering the race, with Dale Jarrett third, 153 points behind the leader. Jarrett's on a roll of late, having won two of the last three races, including last weekend's Richmond event. In the July race here, Dale clearly had the best car, dominating until late mechanical problems took away his chance to win. Jarrett says expect him to be just as much of a factor in today's race. I think we have an excellent shot today. Uh, same car we had here uh, a few months ago. I I'm excited about our chances. I like this racetrack a lot, and uh, I think we have a very good chance at making it two in a row. Jarrett tries to close ground at the championship chase in the 25th race of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. The CMT 300 next. MRN Radio. Presents NASCAR Today. The crowning of the 1997 NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion draws closer as today we enter the final quarter of the season, racing 300 miles in Loudoun, New Hampshire. Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the CMT 300. Alan Bestwick here along with Barney Hall after hosting one NASCAR Winston Cup race each year since 1993. We begin coming to this racetrack twice a season, this time around Barney, and really the prime story of the day today is that race for the championship. Today could be a make-or-break day for a lot of drivers. Uh, for Jeff Burton or Dale Jarrett in the Winston Cup Points Championship. Could be a critical day also for Mark Martin with just eight races remaining. It'll be hard to overcome a bad finish. If either one of those drivers should have a bad finish here today, you can lose 100 points real quick. Now, if Jeff Gordon should have problems like he did a couple of races ago, it could really put a lot of people in the championship picture and tighten it up. So everybody right now, up until probably, what, a couple of weeks ago, everybody, nobody was putting that much emphasis on the championship. Everybody said, let's go out and win races. With just eight to go, you've got to start thinking points. They are counting every point as the season begins to work towards its close. This racetrack, a flat mile oval, very long straightaways, very high speed, but very, very flat corners that you're in for a long time, and it's a very tricky one for the drivers to keep a race car hooked up on all afternoon. Hard racetrack, to, as the drivers say, to get a hold of. In other words, to get the adhesion you need to get through the corners. That will be the very key this afternoon, whoever has a good handling race car all day long or who can make adjustments as the track it is very subject to change when we come to New Hampshire will probably be who goes to victory lane. A lot of potential winners in the field this afternoon. Sellout crowd of some 80,000 gathering and settling into their seats. Final moments of driver introductions happening down to the start-finish line now, and we're not that far from the command of fire engines and get today's CMT 300 underway. One of the big stories of the weekend has been the plight of Jeff Burton, the winner of the July event here at New Hampshire, and unquestionably one of the hottest drivers on the circuit over the course of the summer, comes into the race fourth in the championship standings, but as 
has only spent a couple of laps behind the wheel of his XI Ford throughout this weekend. Jeff has been suffering from an inner ear infection, and when he came to the racetrack on Friday, actually it was Thursday before he even came to the racetrack, he was not really feeling all that well. They summoned Todd Bodine to make the trip and serve as a substitute driver. Jeff has made just a couple of laps in yesterday's happy hour practice, and the question is, if he starts the XI Ford today, how long will he stay behind the wheel? The machine is on the grid all the way back in 39th position. Mike Bagley of Milford, Delaware is with Jeff Burton. Well, Jeff, a lot of the headlines this weekend has been you're suffering from an inner ear infection. And I guess the first question would be, with that infection, how does that play in the part of you trying to drive a race car? Well, it's not uh, conducive to, to great race car driving, that's for sure. Uh, the biggest problem is you, don't, you just don't have your legs underneath you. You, know, you have a little sense of imbalance. I don't have any dizziness, but just a sense of imbalance. Uh, the more I go left, the better I get going left. But the more I go left, the worse I get at, at, at standing up and doing the everyday thing. So I spent this whole morning on a golf cart and in the street cars just, just like on a skid pad, going left, left, left. So I feel terrible right now. But I believe once I get in the Exide Ford, I'll feel better. How far do you plan to go today? I'm probably going to go to the first caution and get out. If, if for whatever reason we get to before the first caution and I feel terrible, I'm going to get out on the green and uh, not try to go any further than it was safe for me and my competitors. Who will hop in your seat when you get out of it? Todd Bodine's done a great job all week of uh, filling in for me. He's, uh, you know, he's a really good, he's a really good race car driver, and he's uh, he's ready to go. And uh, if if I got to get out, which I'm sure I will, Todd will be able to do us a good job. That's Jeff Burton. He'll go to the first caution, then Todd Bodine will hop into the Exide Ford. Dale Jarrett will start 19th today in the field. He's been hot in the last four races, two wins, a third, and a fifth. And don't count him out just because he'll be starting 19th here today. He came from 23rd last week at Richmond and won there. Can he win today? Winston Kelly is with him. Let's find out. DJ, you had a strong car here, probably one of the two or three strongest when we were here a couple of months ago. Same car. Is it running as well? Uh, same car, and, uh, yeah, things have changed a lot is the thing. The right side tire is totally different. Uh, the track has a sealer on it, so you know we, we feel like we're pretty good, but the setup is quite a bit different than what we had here in July. You're just talking to Mark Martin, who'll start in front of you. Is this a track like a Daytona or Talladega where you can work together to go up through the field? Well, no, not really. I mean, you know, the handling comes into play more here, and you know, I was just telling Mark I was going to you know give some room. You know, we want to get through these first 30 or 40 laps with things as tight as they are and uh, hopefully we can both do that you know we got a championship at stake and we'd like to to get to the end and uh, battle this thing out so we're looking forward to the day he's been in victory lane five times this year including last weekend at richmond dale jarrett rolls off 19th and for that win at richmond last week true value hardware stores and mrn radio congratulate dale jarrett for being selected the true value man of the race award winner that was his fifth win of the season last saturday night at richmond true value giving dale a check for a thousand dollars and his designated charity gets an additional thousand dollars that is the brenner children's hospital in winston-salem north carolina Let's go talk to uh, some drivers uh, that we ha really haven't had a whole lot of chance to talk to through the course of the season in terms of uh, those who've qualified up front and expect to run well in a race. There are some guys who qualified outstanding here on Friday at New Hampshire that just have had tough seasons all year long, and Rick Mast would certainly be among uh, that category. Rick has not led a lap yet in 1997. In fact, has had only five finishes, better than 20th position all year, but he's got his best starting spot of the season to work with today. Seventh on the grid, Jim Phillips of Newport Tennessee is with Rick Mast. Well, Rick, this is your best starting position of the year. Can you make something happen out of it? We might, Chop. We we had an awful good car here last month or in the spring here. We had some trouble on the track, but the car was running terribly fast, you know. We unloaded here. The car was fast. Uh, Saturday morning practice, the car was on a rail. It was, it was running fast. 
And yesterday afternoon in happy hour, for some reason, we kind of lost it. I'm not sure, you know, if the track got slick or whatever, but uh, we changed a lot of stuff around. Never helped it, so we put the car back this morning the way it had been, you know, Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, if it, if, it, if it does like it did last race or, or even up till yesterday afternoon, the remedy the car will be up front all day. If not, we'll just work on it all day. This team's changed around a little bit. How long do you think it's going to take before it really comes together? We've got some more stuff we're working through. You know, Dave's come on board, Charpentier, and he's working through a lot of things right now with our cars. He doesn't have everything exactly where he wants it yet. You know, I'm hoping any week now we get it get it right. But I know the things he's got in place, a lot of the long-term goals he's got in place, things he wants to do and change, going to take a little bit of time yet. But, we, you know, we're getting ready to geared up next year for the Tauruses and all that, but we don't want to give up this year any. Uh, realize, you know, you got the rest of these races to run, and we want to try to win a race or, or at least get more consistent than what we've been. And uh, Dave's got, you know, he's got a lot of good things in, in place here. The guys are working real hard. I think, you know, it, it could be any week, honestly. It could really be any week. we we got some things we think we need to do a little differently, a little better. It's going to take time to get through that, but uh, we're going to get it, believe me. Rick Mass looking for his first top 10 finish of the year here at New Hampshire. We were talking a little while ago about somewhat of a theme during qualifying of guys who really haven't had uh, great qualifying efforts all year but have a good upfront starting spot for this race today. Brett Bodine would certainly be in that class. His best qualifying run of 97 came on Friday during Bush Pole runs when he qualified third fastest. He was knocked out of this race very early in July, last time we were at this track, when he started back in 39th and got tagged by somebody turned around into the wall. What are his chances to come home with a good finish today by starting up toward the front. Mike Bagley's with him. Well, Brett, your best qualifying effort of the year. What was the difference Friday afternoon in Bush Pole qualifying? Well, Mike, uh, boys uh, give me a different kind of race car. We took an uh, older car, cut the front snout off of it, tried a different front end geometry, and uh, we went to Greenville, South Carolina this week and tested it. It was better than what we'd had, so we brought it here to Loudon, and uh, it looks like it's paid off. Hopefully it's got a good race set up underneath it, and we can keep this close call forward up towards the front. You put the car up front for one lap. Can this car stay here for all 300? Well, we hope so. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't get to run very much in the last race here at Loudon. Uh, got in that first lap wreck and don't really have a lot of notes to draw from uh, what it's going to take to run well all day. Hopefully we've got uh, the right setup underneath the car, at least one that we can adjust and, and uh, keep this thing up front. That's Brett Bodine. He'll start from the inside of row two. And there's not a driver in the field that needs a better, a good finish today than that team does. They really had a tough year. Kenny Schrader will be starting on the pole today. He did the same thing when we were here in July, but he finished 11th then. Today he plans to win. This team has really turned things around the second half of the season. Schrader has finished in the top 15 nine straight times recently, but it goes all the way back 194 races, back to June of 1991 since Kenny has been in victory lane. He'd like to change that today. Jim Phillips is with him. Bush Pole winning speed, 129.181. As his daughter's giving advice here, Kenny, Bush Pole again here at New Hampshire. Can you win this race? Oh, we can. We're sure going to try real hard. You know, a lot of guys can. That's the that's good part about Winston Cup racing. But, uh, you know, we didn't have a real good run last uh, July up here. We wound up 11th, and uh, that's the main thing we're working on concentrating uh, on is improving that run from, from up last time up here. It just turn, turns out we got the pole in the process. Okay, you've been in the top 10 every time you run at this racetrack now. You finished 11th last time, like you said. What have you talked about to change that last part of the race where you faded? Well, we, we made some changes before the start of the race and, and got ourselves in trouble. So uh, we're more conventional setup uh, this time. We'll just have to see what we got. 
Well, he's got 106,400 reasons to pull it off today. That's the Unical bonus for today's race. Ken Schrader leading the field of the green flag. Alongside him will be Bobby Hamilton. That's the same front row as we had when we were here in July. Hamilton took off like a rocket at the start of the race back in uh, a couple of months ago. Unfortunately, he cut down a flat tire after uh, cut down a tire to get a flat after the first 100 laps or so and ended up finishing way behind, not really able ever to catch up all day long. And way down the back of the field is the man who was right next to Bobby Hamilton as one of the quickest in the final happy hour practice yesterday afternoon. That is Ernie Irvin, the 1996 uh, July winner here in New Hampshire, who was also one of the drivers who was well out in front and dominating the race here in July until a mechanical problem slowed him late in the event. But if Ernie's been fast in practice, what's he doing all the way back in 40th position on the starting grid? Jim Phillips is with him. Well, Ernie, you're starting way back here, but first question is, uh, I heard you weren't feeling that well. Uh, how do you feel right now? Well, I'm just um, just kind of nauseous and uh, not feeling too good, but that's just part of it. Um, you know, try to take this Texaco Avalon forward, try to win this race. You know, for um, for everybody involved, and, um, you know, my mom's been sick and um, in the hospital, so, you know, our prayers are with her, and uh, we love her. You're starting way back. Are you using the same setup you used where you almost dominated this race earlier this year? Well, we're really close to it. Um, you know, we, we got to practice quite a bit. Uh, the car's been really good every practice. Um, you know, we hope it's uh, going to continue. This is the same car that Davey Allison drove here in 1993 in his final race. Ernie Irvin will have to go to the rear of the field because he did miss the driver's meeting rear of the field will be basically dropping back one row from where he is on the starting grid and you hear there Ernie not feeling too well though many thinking he has one of the cars to beat in today's CMT 300. Take a look at the starting lineup Kevin LePage, Steve Park and Randy McDonald along with Lance Hooper with the four drivers unable to qualify for today's race there are 43 who are in the field. Starting back in 43rd position is Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Quaker State Chevrolet. Starting 42nd, Robert Presley in the Jasper Engines Ford. 41st starter will be Sterling Marlin in the Kodak Film Chevrolet. 40th is Ernie Irvin in the Texaco Haviland Ford, although he'll start a little further back. You heard us say a moment ago. Starting 39th will be Todd Bonine in the Exide Batteries Ford. 38th qualifier was Chad Little in the John Deere Pontiac. Starting 37th, Ricky Rudd in the Tide Ford. 36th starter will be Jeff Green in the Cartoon Network Chevrolet. The M BNA America Pontiac with Ward Burton aboard as the driver starts 35th. 34th is Kenny Wallace in the Square D Ford. 33rd starter, Rusty Wallace in the Miller Lite Ford. Starting 32nd, Dave Marcus in the Real Tree Chevrolet. And starting 31st is Gary Bradbury in the Haynes Ford. 30th starters, Dale Earnhardt in the GM Goodwrench Service Chevrolet. 29th, Joe Nemechek in the Bell South Chevy. 28th is Dick Trickle, the Heilig Myers Ford. The Kmart RC Cola Ford of Jeremy Mayfield goes 27th. 26th is Robbie Gordon in the Coors Light Chevy with Hutch Strickland starting 25th in the Circuit City Ford. The Skittles Pontiac of Derek Cope goes 24th. 23rd is Steve Grissom in the Kodiak Chevrolet. 22nd starters Michael Waltrip in the Sitco Ford. And Ted Musgrave starts 21st. He's in the Family Channel Prime Star Ford. Johnny Benson will start the Pennzoil Pontiac in 20th position. The Quality Care Ford Credit Ford will start in 19th position with Dale Jarrett aboard. David Green starts 18th in the Caterpillar Chevrolet. The Valvoline Ford with Mark Martin as the driver starts 17th. 16th position 
Jimmy Spencer in the Camel Cigarettes Ford. 15th, Darrell Waltrip in the Parts America Chevrolet. 14th starter will be Jeff Bodine in the QVC Ford. 13th, Jeff Gordon starts the DuPont Refinishes Chevrolet. And 12th will be Bobby Labonte in the Interstate Batteries Pontiac. The 11th starter is Kyle Petty in the Mattel Gentlemen, Hot Wheels Pontiac. Start your engines. And you hear the command for the engines to fire on the field of 43. Top 10, Bill Elliott in 10th in the McDonald's Ford. 9th is Lake Speed, the Melling Engine Parts Ford. 8th starter, Wally Dallenbeck in the First Union Chevy with Rick Maston 7th in the Remington Arms Ford. 6th is Ricky Craven in the Budweiser Chevy. 5th starter, John Andretti in the RCA Ford. Mike Skinner starts 4th in the Lowe's Chevrolet with Brett Bodine in 3rd in the Close Call Phone Card Ford. And on the front row outside is Bobby Hamilton in the STP Pontiac and Ken Schrader on the Bush Pole in the Skull Bandit Chevrolet touring this little over a mile oval at 129.181 miles an hour in Bush Pole qualifying on Friday. There's the field of 43 set to go in today's CMT 300. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series teams are on the racetrack in Loudoun, New Hampshire, two pace laps away from starting today's CMT 300. Motor Racing Network, glad to be here to bring it to you live, the 25th event of the 1997 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. Sellout crowd of some 80,000 settling into their seats now. Well, actually, that's not true. They're all on their feet getting ready for the start here, but a sellout crowd nonetheless on a magnificent day for racing. Couldn't ask for better weather conditions than we've had here all weekend long. Been absolutely beautiful ever since we came in here on Friday morning. Let's take a quick swing around the racetrack right now and meet the gentleman who will be covering the action in turns one and two and three and four. Down in turns one and two from Hampton, Virginia, Joe Moore. Thanks, Marty. I'm located on the back of a billboard here between turns one and two to get a great view of these cars as they come charging down the front straight away and get on the brakes and try to hold the inside line going through turns one and two. That is the object here. You don't want to get up too high, and because the racetrack is flat, the car has a tendency to want to push up the track. If you're handling perfectly, you can hug the inside lane and then get a good jump onto the back straightaway. We'll follow all the action, which should be pretty interesting here in turns one and two. 1,500 feet of back straightaway connecting turn two to turn number three. And at that end of the racetrack for Motor Racing Network today, Montpelier, Vermont, Dave Moody. Thank you, Al Nessler. Good afternoon, everybody. On a flat track like this one here in New Hampshire, the little things mean a lot. A single pound of air pressure can mean the difference between running that low line and passing cars and drifting high, which is generally the shortest route to the tail end of the field. The inside line is the place to be here in turn three and four as well. And the team that manages their tires well enough to stay there should have a good shot at victory lane. We'll cover the action from high atop the Budweiser billboard here in turn number three. Story of the race when we were here in July was not many caution flags and a lot of green flag racing. We expect that may be the case again today. The pressure really on these pit crews is they may get as few as two chances of their car being along pit road to make whatever chassis adjustments are necessary to keep that handling package where it is needed to be upfront and competitive. Field is in turn number three now. 43 strong. Getting ready to go. 300 laps in today's 
CMT 300. The Chevrolet Monte Carlo pace car at the head of the field with Buster Auten behind the wheel is now approaching the uh, entrance to pit road. And there he hangs a left and goes back behind the pit wall. And now Ken Schrader and Bobby Hamilton are in command of the field as we come down for the start. Coming down, getting ready to take the green flag in the CMT 300 on the front row again. Kenny Schrader and Bobby Hamilton. Green is in the air as they race to turn number one. On the break, it'll get single file among the front three as they get into turn one. Ken Schrader swings around. will show the way for the first time into turn number one as the field now stacks up behind him. Second place is where the battle is now as Mike Skinner tries to work to the outside of Bobby Hamilton, but Hamilton beats him off turn two. Hamilton running that advantageous low line will hold on to the second spot. The battle now for third. It's Brett Bodine down on the inside of Mike Skinner in turn three. Ken Schrader washes way wide in the middle of three and four. Bobby Hamilton is not able to take advantage and get low underneath him, and Schrader will lead the first lap. Now they're three wide for third. Ricky Craven to the inside of Brett Bodine to the inside of Mike Skinner. Craven makes the move by Bodine to pick up the fourth spot. Now Skinner gets shuttled up to the top side of the racetrack, nearly tags the wall, but loses five positions, and the race is on for the lead. It's Bobby Hamilton down to the inside of Schrader as they drag race the back straightaway. Schrader will hold him off into turn three. It's Hamilton in second. Ricky Craven now up to third. Now they tuck back in single file all the way through about fifth position, diving down to the inside, trying to move up a notch there as they work their way around is John Andretti. Those cars that got caught in the outside lane, Mike Skinner was one of those, has now lost about ten spots. They're back in one in the battle for the lead. It is Bobby Hamilton on the move. He's got the inside line coming into the corner. He'll get by Ken Schrader. The door left open. Here's Ricky Craven trying to get by and Brett Bodine as well, stacked up in the inside. Bobby Hamilton leads the charge down to the inside line. He will lead them into three. Craven fills the hole on the inside of Kenny Schrader. Right behind him, Brett Bodine. Craven now to second. Bobby Hamilton will clear Ken Schrader off turn four, take over the lead, but here quickly to his inside is Ricky Craven. Craven with a front tire up to Hamilton's rear. Now he draws even as they go into one. Craven's got the inside lane using that pays off. It will again this time as Ricky Craven takes the lead in the corner. Now the race for second side by side there with Bobby Hamilton on the outside. Brett Bodine under him. Bodine down low now on Hamilton. Hamilton who had the lead half a track ago now fighting for the number two spot and he's not going to keep it. It's Bodine down low. Outstanding racing in the early going in the CMT 300. Big lead right now for Ricky Craven. He's pulled away by four car lengths. Brett Bodine is locked in solidly in second place. The scramble now is going to be for third. It's a good one in turn one. John Andretti drives into turn number one with the inside lane. And again, it's going to pay off for him. He picks off the spot. Wally Dollar back in behind him in fifth. Now for sixth and side by side. Rick Mast on the move there. Mast having a good run down to the inside lane, but doesn't have the horsepower down the back straightaway. He'll hold it in line behind Dollenbach. The pole sitter, Kenny Schrader, coming up on the outside will challenge Mast. Schrader trying to hang on to that spot, but Rick Mast will complete the pass off the corner. What we're quickly seeing in the early laps, if you get shuffled up into the outside lane, you're in a lot of trouble. And that has happened to Schrader in the first 10 laps of this event. Fields in one. Here's the race for the second spot. John Andretti looks to the inside of Brett Bodine, but Bodine will slam the door. Further back for six, still raging on there. Bobby Labonte on the move now. Bobby Labonte diving down to the inside, looking to pick up positions as they dive down into turn number three. He sticks the nose to the inside of Bill Elliott, but Elliott shuts him down in three. He'll hold on to the spot. Some of the hardest racing on a speedway will be from seventh place on back as they work off the corner and back into the straightaway. Schrader right now hanging on to seventh. Lake Speed putting the heat on him. A little further back, there's about eight or nine cars going at it also. They're back in turn two. Got Bill Elliott there in the ninth position, hitting all the brakes here coming into the corner as uh, Lake Speed tries to work on Ken Schrader again. 
Further back, Jeff Bodine picks off a spot as he slides down to the inside of Joe Nemechek. Bobby Labonte diving down on the inside of the back chute. He continues his assault on Bill Elliott, but again, Elliott in the Ford holds him off as they hit three. Elliott running in ninth, Bobby Labonte in tenth for the moment. Up front, Ricky Craven by about six car lengths on Brett Bodine, John Andretti, and Bobby Hamilton. Then a couple of more car lengths to Wally Dallenbach and Rick Mast. Dallenbach rides along in the fifth spot. Rick Mast in sixth. Then it's nose to tail. Freight train all the way back. Ken Schrader in the seventh position on his bumper is leg speed, then Bill Elliott, Bobby Labonte, and Kyle Petty. Once again, they're diving to the inside off turn number two. This time it's Kyle Petty. He'll go to the inside of the Jeff Gordon Chevrolet and he'll pick up a spot in three. Kyle Petty's had some pretty decent runs here over the years. Has not had that many decent finishes, however. We are early in the event. Just eight laps are on the scoreboard right now. Field beginning to string out in a hurry. All the way single file now through about the top 15 or 16 cars. Back to Joe Moore in turn two. There's a race still going on for the seventh position. Ken Schrader busy trying to hold off Lake Speed. Speed got a good run coming into the turn. Looks again for a chance to move in the back straightaway. Trader diving down to the inside trying to block the lane. Speed can't get a run on him into turn number three. The pole center, Kenny Schrader, has got to be disappointed as he's falling backwards. Schrader shuffled up into the outside when Bobby Hamilton got under him to try and take the lead at lap three. Now Kenny running in the seventh spot with lots of company behind him. Here's Jeff Bodine on the move. Going to try and get a spot from Mike Skinner. Should be about for the 11th position in one. He opens the door down to the inside. So far that's paid off for everybody. If you get into turn one before you're a guy you're trying to pass, you're going to pass him. That's what happens as Jeff grabs the spot off turn two. Good challenge for the number two position is John Andretti sneaks a peek to the inside of Brett Bodine going into three. Bodine barely holds him off right behind his body, Hamilton. John Andretti gets a run. Coming off turn number four, he had a fender alongside Brett Bodine for just a moment. See if anybody gives in turn one. Once again, Andretti drives into turn number one. He's got the inside lane. Gives him the advantage. He grabs the second spot. Lane is opened up for Bobby Hamilton. Now he goes after Brett Bodine off turn two. Hamilton down on the inside looking for third place. He'll get it. The door is still open on the inside, but Bodine slams it shut at the entrance to turn number three. Wally Dollenbach will have to wait. In the early going of the CMT 300. Ricky Craven, the New England native, is the man right now. He has moved out in front after taking the lead at lap four to a 2.6 second lead here just at lap 16. Craven is gone from Bobby Hamilton, who is running in second. John Andretti third, Brett Bodine fourth, and Wally Dallin back in fifth. Pretty good race from sixth on back. And that is where Ken Schrader has a whole pile of cars behind him. Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Kenny Schrader trying to hold off right now. Rick Mast as they work their way back into turns one and two. Fighting for the sixth position. Schrader leads the parade. Again, it's about 17 cars strong behind him. All nose to tail coming back into the corner. Everybody afraid to step out and look for a chance to pass on the outside. It must be written somewhere, he who cometh into turn one on the outside shall fall at the back because it happens just about every time. Everybody hugs the inside line. 
the uh, language lessons on what, what would that be? The um, medieval period. There you go. From <laughs> Joe Moore out in turns one and two today. If you'd like an audio tape of that, we'll give you a number to call later in the program. 18 laps are complete. Fields back in one. Working single file back into the corner. Still the best racing going on from six on back as Ken Schrader tries to hang on to that spot. Schrader just holding his line down the back straightaway. Rick Mass doesn't try anything to the inside this time by the only move back around about the 11th spot where Jeff Bodine punches a hole under Kyle Petty. Petty locks up the right front brake, drifts all the way out of the groove, and he drops back about five spots. little contact between the two right in the middle of the corner, and Kyle got scooted up. He's going to lose another spot. This time as Michael Waltrip will try to get underneath him down in turn number one, watching Ernie Irvin come up through the field. He's worked his way all the way up to about 26 positions, so Ernie is on the move. Meanwhile, the leader's back in turn three. Ricky Craven all by himself with a country mile's worth of real estate. Bobby Hamilton now has broken away from John Andretti. He runs alone in second. Hamilton also with a pretty good pad on uh, Andretti, as Dave said. Andretti with a pretty good pad on Brett Bodine in third, and he as well with about four or five car lengths on Wally Dallin back in fourth. Here's Jeff Gordon running tenth, trying to get a look underneath Bill Elliott for ninth and one. Elliott sees him coming, though, quickly slams the doors again into the corner, so Gordon has to get back in line. He's also got to be kind of worried about the man behind him. Jeff Bodine is there knocking on his door. Down on the inside, Bodine sneaks a bit of a peek. Nothing doing there. He'll just shadow Gordon on the inside right down below the yellow line going through three. If you're not on the inside, you're not going anywhere but backwards right now. Terry Labonte trying to pick up some spots. He started dead last on the tail end of the field on that back row. He is knocked off about seven or eight positions as he works his way off turn number four. The key in this race in the early going is going to be patience. Even though you got shuffled out of the lane on the early start and you lost a lot of spots up there, if you just take your time, you still got plenty of time to get the car dialed in. That second groove will take a while to work up. We talked to a lot of crew chiefs and drivers this morning and they say when this racetrack seems to sit over night or for any great period of time that it gets very slippery. It takes a while to get some rubber back in there, even though they worked a lot in in the two races here yesterday and in that final practice session. This racetrack just is that particularly in the corners. It's very slippery out there until they put about 40 or 50 laps on the speedway. It's pretty temperamental as well, this racetrack, as far as uh, what it wants from a race car to hook up well. We saw that in qualifying on Friday where some guys caught clouds and uh, just a, a little bit cooler temperature, and it rapidly increased their speed and kind of brought what the uh, car needed around to them. Uh, drivers will call that the track coming to them. Well, that happened during qualifying on Friday, and as conditions change throughout the race, that may bring the track to people who are not running as well as we thought right now also that will get a whole lot stronger as the day goes on. Set the front of the field for you 23 laps into the event. It is Ricky Craven out front by a mile with uh, Bobby Hamilton second, John Andretti third, Brett Bodine fourth, and Wally Dallin back fifth. Sixth through tenth are Ken Schrader, Rick Mast, Lake Speed, Bill Elliott, and Jeff Gordon. Jeff Bodine is 11th, Kyle Petty 12th, Michael Waltrip 13th, Bobby Labonte 14th, and Mike Skinner 15th. 16th through 20th would be Mark, excuse me, uh, Robbie Gordon, Mark Martin, Hutch Strickland, Jimmy Spencer, and Jeremy Mayfield would hold down the 20th spot. Ricky Craven continues to lead the CMT 300 here at New Hampshire International Speedway. And Joe Moore, he's going to be catching the tail end of the field. And about, he's about six seconds from running down the tail end of the field to start putting some people a lap down. Now working his way off turn two, looks ahead and does see the tail end of the field just now entering turn three. Craven down the back straightaway can now see second place in the rearview mirror, but he doesn't have to worry about Bobby Hamilton quite yet. Hamilton, though, beginning to close the gap in the 43. Ernie Irvin now up to the 21st position, about to take 20th away from Mike Skinner as he works the back straightaway. Jim Phillips is down in the Texaco Haviland team's pit. Jim, we talked with Ernie before the race. He wasn't feeling that well. Starting to the back, he sure has made his way toward the front quickly. 
reason he missed the driver's meeting, Alan, was he was in the care center taking extra fluid because he was feeling nauseous before the race. But evidently, he's feeling fine right now because he is picking them off right and left. Other driver who was not feeling well before the race that we talked with was Jeff Burton. You have no likely uh, followed the headlines uh, throughout the weekend of the inner ear infection that he is suffering that has tossed his equilibrium uh, just a little bit. Not a fun thing when you've got to drive a race car in circles all day long. Jeff Burton dropping to the last position of the field in the first couple of laps, 43rd spot. Now he has made his way by a few people up to the 37th position and in fact bypasses Sterling Marlin off of turn number four to take 36th spot. Mike Bagley is down the Exide team's pit. Mike, has Jeff uh, said anything to the crew about how he's feeling at this point? The only thing he said to the crew, Alan, is that the car is just a bit tight. I asked Buddy Parrott a few moments ago what his status was, meaning Jeff Burton's status. He's not said a word about his condition, and it was hard to get Buddy Parrott's attention, but he's been standing on top of the toolbox, calling out lap times to Jeff. His eyes haven't left Jeff's car all race long so far, but uh, everything is, I guess you could say, status quo right now in the Exide battery pit. Relief driver Todd Bodine now standing on the pit wall, wearing a headset, waiting to go to work in this pit area. And Jeff is in some pretty heavy traffic over in turn two. Working down to the inside as he just got by Johnny Benson and Sterling Marlin. Falls in now behind Ricky Rudd headed to three. If you got to be out there, you might as well pass some cars as Burton continues to do that. He files it in right behind Ricky Rudd through turn three, number and four. Sterling Marlin now down to the inside of Johnny Benson. Checking back on the leaders, what was a 2.6 second advantage for Ricky Craven, about 15 laps ago is now down to 1.2 seconds. So Bobby Hamilton is reeling in. Craven continuing to close the gap between the top two as they cross the stripe and complete lap 37. The good race is from fourth position on back though. Got uh, three, six, nine cars all nose to tail there. Wally Dallin back in fourth. Ken Schrader in fifth. Rick Mast in sixth. Lake Speed in seventh. Jeff Bodine, Bill Elliott and others there. Single file to one. All being very careful coming back to turn one. Careful not to get slid up into the outside lane because they've seen what's happened there so many times. Everybody hugs the inside, works nose to tail again off turn two. Single file draft down the back straightaway heading for three. It's Wally Dallin back in the first union car number 46 and right behind him is Kenny Schrader. Two car lengths back to Rick Mass. Pick up that scramble for the lead. It's getting a little bit tighter over in turn two. Here is Bobby Hamilton now shutting it down to within five car lengths of the race leader, Ricky Craven. Craven now starting to close into the tail end of the field. And lap traffic will come into play momentarily. Robert Presley at his first ride of the Jasper Engines machine just about five car lengths in front of Craven as he continues to close in. Here goes the race for fourth, headed down the back straightaway towards turn three. And it's going to be Kenny Schrader down on the inside. He puts away Wally Dallenbach. Dallenbach shuts the door on Rick Mass just as Mass looks to fill the hole to the inside line. Schrader got a good run going down the back straightaway, took advantage of it getting into the turn when Wally scooted up just a little bit. Now the leader's about to catch the tail end of the field. That traffic might help Bobby Hamilton get up there and get around him. They're back in three. Craven hasn't had a lot to worry about so far this afternoon, but now he'll have to deal with the lap car. Just a car length ahead now is the Robert Presley machine as they head for start-finish line. Leaders come to the stripe. They will complete lap number 40 of 300 in the event. Presley the first of several lap cars just ahead of the top two back in turn one. Here is Craven now closing into the Jasper Engines floor. It falls in on the rear deck of Robert Presley. Now follows him up off the corner. Sees the opening to the inside. He'll flash down low, make the pass. Five car lengths behind him is Bobby Hamilton. No question Craven was going to try and make the move on the inside lane, and he does does a 
going into turn three. Hamilton continues to close in. He'll have to deal with the lap car now. Bobby Hamilton's car really getting a hold of the racetrack right now. He's running much lower through the corners than he did the, even 10 laps ago. He's chasing down the leader again with one car between himself and Ricky Craven back in turn one. Craven looks ahead now and has a couple of cars on the tail end of the lead lap racing side by side. Gary Bradbury and Darrell Waltrip just ahead of the race leader. Looks back at Bobby Hamilton. Shuts it down even more. Craven, who's had the luxury of a big lead most of the afternoon, does not really have that anymore. The lap cars finally get it single file. It'll be Bradbury next in line. Craven looking to the inside off four. He will try and complete that pass as they come to the start-finish line and will do so at lap number 42 of 300. Storyline of the race early has been get shuffled to the outside and go way to the back. Remember, Brent Bodine started third. He got caught up in the outside lane and a whole pack of traffic has gone by him. It has put Brent back in the 31st position here at lap 42. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Bobby Hamilton continues to reel in Ricky Craven for the race lead in the CMT 300 at Loudoun, New Hampshire, down to just a couple of car lengths now after Craven had once commanded a two-and-a-half-second lead. Behind them, lots of shuffling from the fourth position on back. Ken Schrader got nosed up into the outside groove when Rick Mast got underneath him. Mast has taken fourth, Jeff Bodine fifth, Lake Speed sixth, and Jeff Gordon seventh, kicking Kenny Schrader all the way back to the eighth position. That in just a couple of laps around. You don't want to be in that outside lane today. Well, if you can't keep that car at the bottom of the racetrack, you got a serious problem. We're watching a half a dozen cars just skate all over the racetrack coming through turns three and four. We have watched Wally Dollenbach for the last three or four circuits around. It's all he could do to keep the car from getting into the outside wall. Robbie Gordon's having a lot of trouble getting the car to turn coming through there also. Here comes Rick Mast out of turn number four as he works his way down the front straightaway. They're a long ways behind the two lead cars that are now heading for turn number three. And again, that lap traffic going to come into play for leader Ricky Craven. Work their way down into the corner now. Nose to tail. Craven and Bobby Hamilton. Craven pushes up a little wide in the middle of the corner. Hamilton takes a peek ever so briefly down to his inside. Off the corner. Now on the straightaway as they close in on traffic. Hamilton going to try and pin Craven in behind some of the lap cars if he can. Craven sees him coming though and he slides down on the inside lane to keep Bobby Hamilton from being able to make the move. So both cars hug the inside groove as they work traffic off turn two. Craven diving down low on the lap car. Hamilton with no lane will just have to follow him through. Ricky Craven down low on Brett Bodine, the third place starter now a lap down. Bobby Hamilton's pretty much going to have to take the same line that Ricky Craven does. He doesn't dare try to go around on the outside. He has watched the other cars all day long that we talked about getting up in that outside groove and losing ground. But as I say that, he took a look on the outside and turn one. Didn't see anything. He'll fall back in line and follow the Bud Chevy back into the corner. Now Ricky Craven works on more lap traffic. He approaches the car of Chad Little, flashes down to the inside to pass that car. Craven down low. Hamilton shadows him once again down the back straightaway. They'll put the Chad Little John Deere Pontiac down a lap. Next in line will be Sterling Marlin. Work their way off the corner, putting Chad Little one lap down. Chad running in the 39th position now as the leaders have caught the tail end of the field. And we continue to work the green flag, caution-free through the first 52 laps of the event. Leaders in one. Craven shows the way back to turn number one. Now works his way up behind Sterling Marlin. Falls in line behind that car. That'll be the next machine the leaders will have to deal with. 
Ricky Craven this time holds it in single file down the back straightaway. Not quite close enough to make the run at Marlin. Closes in on the inside. Craven's car really coming off the corners hard on the bottom. He pulls away by two car lengths. They'll put 53 laps on the scoreboard in the CMT 300 when they cross the line this time. Ricky Craven running right behind Sterling Marlin right now, who's doing everything he can to keep from going a lap down. They're back in one. Comes back into turn number one, hugging the inside lane, still trying to get by Sterling Marlin's car. Off turn number two, Marlin goes wide. The inside opens up. There goes Craven now, flashing by, and Bobby Hamilton follows him. Craven once again using that time-tested low line. He'll put Marlin down a lap. Hamilton, with no choice, will just follow him through. So Craven and Hamilton continue to go first and second. Let's run you back through the field now after 53 laps. It is Craven leading Hamilton second, a long ways ahead of John Andretti, who is third. It's about half the distance of the front stretch. Back to the third-place runner. Another almost, well, actually it is a full straightaway from Andretti in third. Back to Rick Mast, who's now in fourth. Jeff Bodine has worked his way up to fifth. You've got Jeff Gordon in sixth. Lake Speed seventh. Kyle Petty eighth. Dale Earnhardt is up to ninth. And Mark Martin will be the tenth place runner. Ken Schrader has now slid back to the eleventh position with Michael Waltrip in twelfth. Thirteenth being Bill Elliott. Ernie Irvin fourteenth. And Jeremy Mayfield fifteenth. Hutt Strickland is sixteenth. Steve Grissom seventeenth. Dale Jarrett eighteenth. Ted Musgrave nineteenth. And Jimmy Spencer twentieth. Twenty-first position is being held by Wally Dallenbach with Bobby Labonte twenty-second. Mike Skinner twenty-third. 24th position being Derek Cope and Dick Trickle in 25th. 26th is Kenny Wallace, Joni Macek 27th, Rusty Wallace 28th, Terry Labonte 29th, and Robbie Gordon 30th. 31st belongs to Ward Burton, Ricky Rudd is 32nd, Jeff Burton is 33rd, David Green 34th, Johnny Benson 35th, Dave Marcus 36th, and Jeff Green 37th, the last driver on the lead lap. Now a lap down is Sterling Marlin in 38th, Chad Little in 39th, Brett Bodine 40th, Darrell Waltrip 41st, Robert Presley 42nd, and Gary Bradbury, 43rd. And that's the full field rundown now. A very, very spread out field in the opening portion of the event. Barney, we haven't seen a race get this spread out this early in a long, long time that I can recall. Not that all the races for positions are spread out because the lead is nose to tail and fourth is a good race, but but the distance between first, for example, and fourth is over 14 seconds on a racetrack where the pole winning lap was only, what, uh, 29 and 4 tenths seconds. That's a long way to spread out in the first 62 laps. Part of that shuffle came in the early four or five laps, Alan, obviously when some of those guys got caught in the outside groove on the start, could not get the cars down, and the cars that already had position on them going through the corners just zipped them back 10 and 12 spots. They've not been able to make it up. John Andretti was one of those. We're watching a lot of guys just skate all over the racetrack. Wally Dollenbach really got his hands full with the car. Robbie Gordon has, as we said a moment ago. Mike Skinner's had problems getting off the corner. Brett Bodine, we're watching him go all over the racetrack. They really need to get into the pits and make some kind of adjustment if they can. I guess it's really just a case of the top two being that good that they are making everybody else look bad. Here's a challenge for the lead. Bobby Hamilton gets a run on Ricky Craven off four. We'll try to slide by him into one. Drag race into turn one. Hamilton will beat him into the corner using the inside lane of all lanes. He picks up the top spot and Craven falls in line behind him. So Ricky Craven's run up the front lasts exactly 60 laps and Hamilton now takes over. Not only does he take over, he pulls away. It's immediately a five car length lead. Bobby Hamilton opens up a little daylight on Ricky Craven as they work out of the corner. Now Bobby's going to have the same problem that Ricky had. Directly ahead is Wally Dollenbach. That'll be the next car they put a lap down but once he gets around him there's about 10 or 12 more. He's got to work his way through over in turn two. Sees his work just ahead once he gets by the Dollenbach car, but meanwhile, he continues stretching out his lead over Ricky Craven. 
Down on the inside, it's Wally Dollins, or uh, check that rather, Ricky Craven just trying to hang on to the leader now, Bobby Hamilton, but Hamilton is walking away. He closes in on Wally Dollin back to put him down a lap. Some comings and goings in the early part of the race. Tip the cap to Dale Earnhardt, started 30th. He's all the way up to the seventh spot. Earnhardt flying in the early going. We'll also give good mention to Jeff Gordon, who started back in 13th position. He's running fifth right now, and Ernie Irvin started back last on the field. He's all the way up to the 11th position in the first 66 laps of the event, so those drivers doing very well in the early going. Some others who are somewhat struggling. We mentioned Brett Bodine, who started third. Wally Dallenbach, who started up front and has now gone a lap down. And here's the Bush pole sitter, Ken Schrader, coming in for a stop at lap 66 now. This would be very early as far as fuel is concerned. Shouldn't need to get gas till somewhere close to lap number 100. So Schrader feeling something needed to be done about the handling of his car right now. He's in front of Jim Phillips. We expected these pit stops to start about lap 85 to lap 90, Alan, but this is extremely early for the Bush pole winner, Ken Schrader. Right side tires are going on. Well, trouble in turn two. Jeff Gordon gets in the back of Jeff Bodine, spins him completely around. Bodine gets the car right in before hitting the wall. Gordon is able to drive away. Caution is on the speedway. It'll be the first one in the event here this afternoon. It will come out at lap number 68. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Jeff Gordon was trying to find a way to get by Jeff Bodine as it got here just between turns one and two. There was definitely a tap on the rear deck of Bodine's Ford. Gordon made the tap. He worked down to the inside. Bodine spun up to the high side of the racetrack in turn two. Again, not making contact with the outside wall. Both cars able to continue on with minor damage. Can you believe the luck that Ken Schrader has? He makes the move to pit road because there's been no caution in the first 66 laps of the race. Needs some adjustments on his car. The second he comes down pit road and goes a lap down, the yellow flag comes out and brings the pace car out onto the speedway. Getting ready to go back to green. The field was just given the indication a moment ago, and they'll cut them loose on lap number 74. This is the way they'll be lining up uh, directly ahead of the leader, which is Bobby Hamilton, sits Kenny Schrader. He is on the tail end of the lead lap. Getting ready to go back to green as the pace car eases off turn number four. I believe they've just waved off one. the restart, yeah, Barney. Going to go another, another time by to get the field doubled up because uh, they didn't get everybody positioned properly where they needed to on the restart before uh, the field got to where it needed to on the racetrack. So they're going to run another lap under the caution. Should have about 10 cars. It'll be posted a lap down as they do get ready to go back to green here in just a moment. Again, Bobby Hamilton will be the leader. Ricky Craven will line up in second position. Bill Elliott lines up third. Getting ready to go for the green in fourth right now is Rick Mass, John Andre. He hangs in there in fifth. Mark Martin will be sixth. Dale Earnhardt seventh. Jeff Gordon eighth. Ernie Irvin ninth. And Kyle Petty back in tenth position. Jeff Bodine is 11th. Jeremy Mayfield will be 12th. 13th, Michael Waltrip. 14th is Rusty Wallace. And 15th is Jimmy Spencer. And I look for some of those cars that we haven't seen in the front of the field with that big breakaway in the early going to suddenly get up there and be a factor here in just a minute. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will pick the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award, the NASCAR driver with the biggest break, good or bad, during the CMT 300. We'll see $500 donated on their behalf to Racing for Kids magazine to promote education and reading from Ray Bestest Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR. So as we get ready to go racing, you've got Ken Schrader on the tail end of the lead lap in front of Bobby Hamilton, the race leader. And the cars of Brett Bodine and Wally Dallin back down to the inside of Schrader and Hamilton trying to get a lap back now. We come to the stripe at lap 75. And the lap cars have the advantage right now. They're down to the inside lane. They come up through the gearbox as a green flag goes in the air and race off to turn number one. All those cars are lap down to the inside. Going to try and get around Bobby Hamilton. Schrader drives in hard, but drives in so hard his car pushes up in turn number one. It opens the inside lane 
for Bobby Hamilton. So Hamilton now up alongside Schrader as they hit the back straightaway. Well, Ham Hamilton diving down to the inside will put Schrader a lap down. Right behind Hamilton is Ricky Craven in the Budweiser Chevrolet. Then Bill Elliott coming up on the outside of Brett Bodine. Hamilton will clear Ken Schrader off of turn number four. Ricky Craven will go down to Schrader's inside as well. Farther back, they're three deep. Wally Dallin back in Brett Bodine. Two lap cars double wide inside of Rick Mast and John Andretti. John Andretti stuck in the outside lane. He's the one who suffers here trying to squeeze back down in that lower groove while race leader Bobby Hamilton and Ricky Craven take him down the back straight away to three. Front two trying to jump away from the field one more time as they go three, even four wide back around the 12th position. Now they funnel it down into the double wild wide line and it'll be Dale Earnhardt on the outside leading Jeff Gordon and Ernie Irvin. A lot of those cars really scrambling in that outside groove. They know what a big advantage a moment ago Bobby Hamilton and Ricky Craven got on the jump when they started the race. They don't want to get caught back there and lose any more ground than they have to. Scrambles on again for the lead in turn two. Hamilton taking a little bit wide. Ricky Craven gets a real good look down to his inside, but Hamilton gets the better jump off the corner. Here goes Craven, though, diving down low. Ricky Craven drops to the bottom. He's got the hole. He's got the lead. Craven back to the point. Hamilton now back to second. Then the lap car of Kenny Schrader. Another five back to Rick Mast. Rick Mast running in third. Then you've got John Andretti in fourth and Bill Elliott in fifth. Let's update that on his pit stop, Elliott took only right side tires now, so Bill just on two right side tires instead of four fresh ones like everybody else. Fields in one. Elliott working hard though, trying to get by John Andretti. Further back, you've got Mark Martin. He's separated from the front half of the field, or at least the front six cars, by two lap machines. Front two vehicles trying to break away once again. It is Craven and Hamilton nose to tail into turn number three. Third place automobile, Rick Mast, as they exit turn four. Ricky Craven has the lead at New Hampshire. Bobby Hamilton trying to get it from him. Pokes the nose of his Pontiac out of the inside as they head for turn one. All you've got to do is grab the inside lane. That's what Hamilton does, and it pays off. He takes the lead, coming into turn number one, and leads the way by two car lengths over Craven on the back straightaway. It's been a two-man dance at the front all afternoon long. Now it's Bobby Hamilton calling the step once again. He's got two car lengths in hand over Craven. Then the lap car of Kenny Schrader. Another two back to John Andretti. John Andretti may get up there very shortly and make this a three-way battle for the lead. He's got a real good handling race car after that last round of pit stops. 84 laps complete in the CMT 300 at New Hampshire International Speedway. Bobby Hamilton out in front of the event by two car lengths over Ricky Craven. John Andretti has taken third away from Rick Mast a couple of laps ago. Now he's cleared the lap car of Ken Schrader and is trying to close in on the front two. Andretti having a strong run here today. Jeff Bodine runs in, uh, excuse me, uh, Rick Mast runs in fourth. It is uh, Bill Elliott in fifth. You've got Mark Martin now holding down the sixth position. And then from seventh on back, a group of uh, about four or five cars mixed in and among some lap traffic, including Jeff Gordon, Ernie Irvin, and Dale Earnhardt racing there, along with Kyle Petty and then Jeff Bodine. So that is the way the front of the field stacks up now as we close in on the one-third point of the race. Earnhardt lost a couple of spots a moment ago, went down the back straightaway up into the corner. Car kicked up a little bit and a couple of guys got underneath him, but that's where the real scramble's going on from Jeff Gordon on back for the moment. Ernie Irvin is working all over Jeff Gordon. Earnhardt's in the mix of that thing also. Kyle Petty still having a good run here. And a moment ago, was in the early 20 or 25 laps of the race. It was a two-car breakaway. Very definitely a big gap back to the third-place car. John Andretti has chopped that down now to about eight or ten car lengths. In fact, Rick Mass can get up there. He's less than a second and a half behind the front three also as he works out of the corner. Mark Martin suddenly becomes a player. Bill Elliott's very much in the things. Just about a half a straightaway between first and fifth position as they go back to turn one. Good racing continuing from the seventh spot on back. Jeff Gordon has worked his way up the 
seventh and having to deal with lap traffic all the way. He's got Ernie Irvin just behind him. Dale Earnhardt is there. You mentioned Kyle Petty. He's in that mix, too, again, along with several lap cars. They head for turn three. And making it even more interesting, Joe, the lap traffic is not that far off the pace of the lead lap automobile. So it's one big gang war right now for position. Down to the inside, it's Jeff Gordon moving underneath Kenny Schrader. Gordon trying to get around Schrader, who had the misfortune of coming down pit road onto the green flag at lap 67. When the caution came out, it caught him at the tail end of the lead lap. He has since been bypassed by the race leaders on the restart. Just ahead of them, Bill Elliott and Mark Martin racing for the fifth position, so that beginning to close up as well as things from uh, fourth and fifth or so on back. Really very tight at this point. Got to be impressed with the early runs, though, of Ricky Craven and Bobby Hamilton, as well as John Andretti. Those have been the top three cars for most of the distance of this event. Craven's machine spending uh, time out in front from lap four to lap 64. Very much uh, one of the better runs we've seen the Budweiser team have in this 1997 season thus far. Let's go down to their pit, find out what they're thinking as we approach the 100-lap mark. Well, Andy Graves up here on the war wagon inside the, uh, the pit area. See if we can get a comment from him. Andy, the car had gotten just a little bit loose before the pit stop. How about the adjustment? What's Ricky saying about the car now? Uh, he said the car's pretty good. We just adjusted a little bit of air pressure, and uh, he really likes the car right now. It's just a long race. Does that give you any? Does that give you any concern? Long race that the car's better on short runs? No, not really. I, I tell you, I don't really think anybody was catching us there, other than Bobby in the '98 before. So uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. So Andy Graves, the crew chief on the car, he's not very concerned about how the car might be on long runs. He doesn't feel like anybody else is pushing their car nearly as much as their team, John Andretti's team, and Bobby Hamilton. It was just a little bit loose early on, made an air pressure adjustment, and Ricky happy with how the car is right now. Ricky has led more laps today already than he had led for the entire 1997 season thus far. Coming into today's event, he had led seven different races, a total of 49 laps. He's already been in, out in front by better than 65 laps in this race today. Good run for him here, and that team really needs that. 91 laps are on the scoreboard, still a close scramble for the lead, about a car length between the front two, but some furious racing going out a little further back in the pack. One of the most impressive cars we've watched since they put him under green has been that of Ernie Irvin. He's continued to work his way to the front of the field after starting way at the back. Currently, he is all the way up to eighth position. Let's see if Mike Bagley's in his pit. Yeah, we've stepped into the Texaco Haviland pit, uh, caught up with crew chief Mark Reno. Mark, you started dead last. You're up to eighth now. What's Ernie saying about the car? Well, we've been a little bit of tight on the first run. The car's really been good all weekend. Um, we've only had two bad laps since we've been here. Unfortunately, it was both our qualifying laps. But uh, he's doing an excellent job of coming up. And uh, we stand a good chance of winning, even coming from that far back. That's Mark Reno. Everything very low-key in this pit. Matter of fact, Mark just standing around. Got a couple of Gatorade just sitting back, relaxing, watching Ernie do all the work. Ernie running in eighth position right now. Mark Martin on the move just took a position away from Bill Elliott. That would be the fifth spot. Now Elliott going to feel a challenge for that position off of turn number four as Jeff Gordon and Ernie Irvin both look to occupy the inside lane underneath him. Elliott will be pushed to the outside line as they work back to the corner. Gordon Chevrolet dicks down hard to the inside. He'll get by Bill Elliott. The door left open. Here's Ernie Irvin as well on the march. He slides to the inside of Elliott. He'll grab the seventh position. Now on the inside, driving underneath is Jeff Gordon. Right behind him, Ernie Irvin. Bill Elliott not having any more luck in that outside lane than anybody else has had this afternoon in New Hampshire. 
Lap 99 of the CMT 300 complete here at New Hampshire International Speedway. More shuffling on the backside of the top five. Ernie Irvin has just taken fifth spot away from Rick Mast. So put Ernie after starting at the back of the field and feeling somewhat under the weather today. All the way up now into the top five, just a third of the way into the distance. Time for us to get a look at the rundown and see where your favorite driver is positioned at this point as Bobby Hamilton does come off the corner and complete lap 100. Bobby Hamilton is the leader right now. Ricky Craven hangs in there in second. John Andretti third. Mark Martin is fourth. Ernie Irvin still in there in fifth, as Alan said. Sixth is Rick Mass. Seventh is Jeff Gordon. Eighth will be Dale Earnhardt. Bill Elliott still in ninth. Tenth will be Kyle Petty. Jeff Bodine very solidly in 11th position. Jeremy Mayfield having a good run. He is 12th. Rusty Wallace beginning to move up. A lot of people figured that Rusty would be a factor before the day is over, and I think he will be too. He's 13th for the moment. 14th is Hut Strickland. Ted Musgrave is 15th. Dale Jarrett, 16th. Steve Grissom, 17th. 18th is Jimmy Spencer. 19th will be Joe Nemechek. And making up the top 20 is Bobby Labonte. You were talking about uh, Ernie Irvin not feeling too well and being a little bit under the weather. I got a feeling every time he advances one spot, he feels just a yeah. little bit better. Absolutely. When he uh, got this race started, he certainly put his uh, under the weather uh, feelings out of his mind and is focused on getting the job done today, especially with as good a race car as he's got that's not hurting anything as well. Gave you the top 20. Let's go a little bit farther back. Michael Waltrip is 21st. Derek Cope, 22nd. Ward Burton, 23rd. Mike Skinner, 24th. And Terry Labonte, 25th. Lake Speed is 26th. Ricky Rudd, 27th. Johnny Benson, 28th, Robbie Gordon, 29th, Kenny Wallace, 30th, Dick Trickle, 31st, Todd Bodine, in relief of Jeff Burton in 32nd, David Green's the last car on the lead lap, he is 33rd. A lap down in 34th is Brett Bodine, Chad Little is 35th, Ken Schrader, 36th, Jeff Green, 37th, Wally Dallenbach, 38th, Sterling Marlin, 39th, and Dave Marcus, 40th, got Robert Presley at 41st, Darrell Waltrip in 42nd, and Gary Bradbury in 43rd position. All 43 starters still on the racetrack, only had one caution flag back at lap 68 when Jeff Bodine got spun around in turn two, didn't hit anything and continued on and is running in the 11th position at this point and five lead changes among three different drivers. The story of the event after Ken Schrader, the Bush pole sitter, led the first two laps. It was Bobby Hamilton leading lap three, then Ricky Craven laps four to 64. Hamilton bypassed him again at lap 65 led until lap 77 then it was Craven back out in front for a handful of laps and Hamilton retook the lead from him. You get the picture. Hamilton and Craven, the story of the early going in the CMT 300. Heck of a scramble going on right now for fourth place. Ernie Irvin took it away just a moment ago. Mark Martin's a couple of car lengths behind him, followed by Jeff Gordon. That battle's over in turn three. Ernie Irvin's got it, but Martin and Gordon want it. So far, Ernie's got about a two-car length advantage, but drifts a little high in three, and he gives half of that away. Work their way off of the corner now, down to the start-finish line. It is Irvin, a couple of car lengths in front of Martin, a couple of car lengths in front of Jeff Gordon. These drivers racing for fourth, fifth, and sixth, back to one. Single file coming back to the turn. Two laps ago, Irvin had a close call here in turn one. Came in, not really racing alongside anybody. Maybe just a moment of lapse in concentration, but his car just shot up the banking. He went way wide, and it opened the inside lane. Luckily for him, Mark and Jeff Gordon weren't close enough to capitalize. He hangs on to the fourth spot for now. Works his way off turn number four and back into the front straightaway. Mark Martin has lost about two car lengths that time around. We're looking a little further back in the field. Jimmy Spencer, that group he was in a moment ago, having some 
pretty hard battles going on between themselves in that pack of traffic a little bit further back in the field. Jimmy comes out of turn number four ahead of Bobby Labonte and Michael Waltrip and Derek Cope and Ward Burton. They're all running for position. Let's follow them over to turn two. Spencer had a little skirmish as well. Several laps back. Joe Nemechek was trying to get by him. They crunched some sheet metal. Spencer came out with the best as Nemechek lost about five positions. And Jimmy Spencer's got black tire donuts all the way down the right-hand side door on the Camel Ford, but that's nothing new for Jimmy. He just picks up the battle and keeps on trucking. Spencer running right now in the 18th position with Bobby Labonte in 19th and Michael Waltrip behind him in 20th spot. Surprised Dale Jarrett hasn't made a stronger move toward the front in the early going of this race, Bart. He's in 15th position now after starting the race in the 19th spot. Really felt like after watching the happy hour practice yesterday afternoon, he would have something to come to the front and be a factor. Right now, he hasn't been anything close to that. Yeah, even talking to him in the pre-race a little bit earlier today, you could almost hear in his voice that we're going to come to the front in a hurry. But he's still got plenty of time to get it done. The car, not all that bad, but not all that good either to get up there for the moment. Just 110 laps are complete in the CMT 300 as they continue to work their way around here. Good run today for Dale Earnhardt. He's hanging in there pretty solid right now in seventh position, and I believe Mike Bagley has stepped into his pit. Larry McReynolds right now working the stopwatches. Larry, you're having a good run today. How's Dale saying about the car? I didn't really hear what you're saying, but, you know, right now we're pretty good. He's about even with the leader when both of them's in open traffic. We're just trying to watch some laps wind down, not slide the tires front our rear and just see if we can be there at the end of this thing. Dale has a good front row seat on that battle for fourth, fifth, and sixth. And Larry McReynolds just indicated that he's closing in on that battle. The race uh, has changed positions there. Had, uh, some of the positions have. Jeff Gordon just got around Mark Martin and picked up the fifth spot, kicking Mark back to sixth, just in front of Dale Earnhardt, who is in seventh. The top five, Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Craven, John Andretti, Ernie Irvin, and Jeff Gordon. Bobby Hamilton, the race leader, has just caught 33rd place David Green and put the Caterpillar Chevy a lap down. Hamilton and Ricky Craven, the dominant drivers, in the first third of the CMT 300 at New Hampshire International Speedway. Live coverage on Motor Racing Network today. This broadcast of the CMT 300 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the New Hampshire International Speedway to MRN Radio, solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. Well, now the best race on the Speedway will be back for about 8th or ninth position. That's where Jeff Bodine and Jeremy Mayfield go at it down in turn 1. That's uh, caused a little bit of problem there for Jeff Bodine. His brother Brett is just ahead. Brett not being on the lead lap, but still trying to protect his position. Jeff can't get by him. That's allowing Mayfield to close in on Jeff. Brett Bodine gets a good pull off corner number two, and that forces Jeff to stay in single file. Now he'll dive low down below the yellow line in three, and he'll get the job done. Jeff Bodine running in the 11th spot. Jeremy Mayfield in 12th. Rusty Wallace closing on them from behind in 13th, and a pretty good distance back to Ted Musgrave and Dale Jarrett in 14th and 15th. Let's follow that race back to the corner. Mayfield finally clears the lap car. Brett Bodine. Rusty Wallace tried to make the same move, but Brett slammed the door. He'll have to wait. Now Jeff swings wide to get back around Mayfield off two. Down the back straightaway, diving down to the inside. Here comes Rusty Wallace. He'll blow away Brett Bodine. So now it's Jeff Bodine, Mayfield, and Rusty Wallace news to tell. Rusty's car seems to get a little bit stronger on the longer runs also. All of a sudden, when they put him back under green a moment ago, he just kind of lagged. Uh, pretty much, you might say, held what he had on the racetrack. After about ten laps, he started picking them off one by one, getting a little bit stronger. He's still in the thick of that battle over in turn two. Rusty knocking on the door. Jeremy Mayfield trying to find a way to get by him. Looks to the outside, sees that's not the way to get it done. 
run, he'll fall in behind and follow the tire tracks to turn three. Wallace took it all the way to the outside retaining wall, just inches off the concrete through two, then tried to look to the inside, but Mayfield had the road covered. Rusty running in 13th, trying to get 12th away from Jeremy Mayfield. He will run about a car length off his back deck at this point. Best race on the speedway is from Bobby Labonigan, 19th spot, all the way back to Dave Marcus. Uh, Dave is not on the lead lap. How about to Todd Bodine, who is running in the 32nd spot? All of those drivers on the lead lap and all bunched up tightly together. And a problem they've got is that the leaders are closing in behind them. They can't afford to fall too much farther back, or they're going to be in a world of hurt as far as trying to stay on the lead lap. So that is the kind of pace that Bobby Hamilton is setting at this point in the race. But the uh, 19th place driver all the way back to 32nd, all bunched up tightly together with some lap cars mixed in and among them. Tell you what, Bobby Labonte, uh, they've been trying to get their, their act together, I guess is the best way to put it, in the last eight or nine races. Bobby's had some good runs this season, but they haven't had the finishes they've had for the last couple of years. Bobby right now looks back in the rearview mirror. He's going to have a lot of company, as we said just in a minute. He's over in turn two. Working with about a dozen cars just behind him off turn number two. They hit the back straight away. They're not in imminent danger of being put a lap down right now, but it's enough of a concern to make them drive it a little bit harder right now. It's Labonte, then two car lengths back to Michael Waltrip. Another two to the Derek Cope Pontiac. Bill Elliott running in the ninth position right now. Remember it back on the pit stops at lap 69. He only took right side tires. Came off of pit road, what, second or third at that point, and has now fallen back to ninth. So can he stay up in the lead group until we get to the next round of pit stops and make those left sides go all that way? Jim Phillips is down on the McDonald's team pit. Mike Beam is crew chief. Mike, you only took two tires that last time. It doesn't seem to hurt you that bad. No, you just start racing. He's seeing a bunch of stuff this morning, but just weren't really happy with the car, but it's okay, but it's going to bite us here in a little bit, I believe, because, you know, some of these guys, they'll take two. We're going to have to put four on sometimes. First race, we went on with 200 laps and still left, but, you know, the cars, it's decent, but, you know, we need to win a race, and that's the main thing. That's Mike Beam, crew chief for Bill Elliott. They know that uh, this gamble might not pay off a little bit later. They need a caution flag to happen not too far down the road from now. Well, maybe they'll get one and it will go in their favor. The caution flag a moment ago did not go in the favor of Kenny Schrader. Schrader, who started on the bush pole, has now fallen all the way back toward the tail end of the field. We're kind of looking to see where he is, about 37th position. Schrader, uh, that team has really turned around in recent weeks. He's had more than their share of bad luck for the last several years. Hasn't won a race in a long, long time, as we talked about. I had a long conversation with Kenny the other day, and he said a lot of people feel like that I've given up as far as in this business that I'm just out there riding around collecting a paycheck, but he assured me that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, if I was just wanting to take a ride, you know, I, I, we probably wouldn't have made the changes we'd made uh, this year, you know, as far as uh, security and stuff. I mean, we were fairly fairly secure over there. Uh, you know, had nine real good years there. There's a lot of good friends over there. But, uh, you know, the opportunity to come work with Andy is uh, something that, that I wanted to jump on. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, 100%. I mean, I just win take now with me. Yeah, win, uh, win now. I mean, more more never. They can keep the damn money. I don't care about that. I don't think I don't think any of us do out here. That's a that's a nice uh, side benefit to for getting to do something that we would pay to do anyway. And Alan, you know that if you're a racer, I guess that's the way all these guys feel. Everybody that you've ever talked to that really wants to get out there and beat everybody that's in the field. They don't want to settle for second or third or fourth, or they want to win. And I think half these guys, if they still did not make the money that they make today. If they worked at the service station, they'd take that money they made and go racing on the weekend if they could. They're just that dedicated to it. Same goes with the guys that work and build uh, these cars, work on and build them, Barney. What they're here for is to compete and to win. 
there are certainly um, other jobs that they could have a whole lot more free time and a whole lot more life to themselves than being on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit affords. But what they're here for is to compete and to win. And if they're not, then they do need to do something else because it's not going to help you get to victory lane if, you, if you've got... Uh, uh, that kind of an attitude and, and so that's why these people are the best that they are they have that burning desire to go to victory lane from the driver all the way down to the owner and the people that are building and putting their race cars together and servicing them on pit stops and so on they are competitors and that is what separates them from a lot of other people they are here strictly to compete Tim Brewer used to, I guess, sum that up best. Tim said, you show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. And that may be true. Very interesting. Ernie Irvin has just taken third spot away from John Andretti. Joe Moore, Irvin continuing to look very impressive. Irvin having a very good handling car at this stage of the race, able to pick his lane and work his way by, plus being very patient. Remember, after starting at the tail end of the field this afternoon, not getting in any skirmishes so far, that certainly says he's been using a lot of patience at this stage of the race to have no marks on the side of the car and to be running as well as he is up now in the third spot. We have a new leader in the CMT 300. Ricky Craven just drove under Bobby Hamilton, leaving turn number two a lap and a half ago. So Craven is back out in front at lap 130. Hamilton is second. Ernie Irvin, a very rapidly closing third, with John Andretti fourth and Jeff Gordon right there in a tight fifth position as well. Ernie Irvin's march toward the front of the CMT 300 continues as he's taken second spot away from Bobby Hamilton. Now just a couple of car lengths behind race leader Ricky Craven. They all go back to turn one. Irvin works lap traffic, pulls up alongside Dave Marcus, races alongside him for a while. That allows Ricky Craven to kind of move away by several more car lengths. Irvin now on the move as he clears the Marcus car off turn two. Down the back straightaway, it's Craven the leader. In second, it's Ernie Irvin, and a close call for Bobby Hamilton, and he is off the pace. He went way high in turn number two. He drifts high to the outside. He may have a tire down on the STP Pontiac. Bobby's got some kind of serious problem, that's for sure. He went way up in the groove. Now a lot of cars have driven around him. We watch him pass here at the start finish line. Let's see if he'll be heading a pit road here maybe next time around. Take a look at him, Joe, down in turn one. Coming into the corner, he allows the lap car of David Green to bypass him. Here's the STP Pontiac. The right side looks okay, but well off the pace. Now as he exits turn two. Bobby Hamilton just tiptoeing his way through the corner. That car just completely jumped out of the groove last time around. I think Hamilton must have thought he had a flat tire. This time around, he's back on pace in turn three. Uh, Bobby maybe just kind of tiptoeing around for a lap or so to try and feel it out. We'll check pit road in a moment. First, let's follow the race for the lead. Ernie Irvin has caught Ricky Craven in one. Coming into turn one, and Irvin drives it in hard, looks to the outside. Meanwhile, Craven boxed in behind Bush pole winner Ken Schrader. He'll make his move down to the inside. Craven driving underneath Schrader. Irvin dogging his tracks down the back straightaway into turn number three. He won't have room to make the challenge this time. It continues to be Craven and Irvin, one and two. Ernie very patiently working this traffic around here. He's run the leader down, hasn't put the car in any jeopardy all day long, doesn't want to do it right now. They're waiting for a little more clear sailing. He falls back one car length in turn one. He'll follow the tire tracks of Ricky Craven this time, coming back to the turn. There are some lap cars ahead. They'll be catching in another lap or two. For now, two car lengths between Craven and Ernie Irvin. Two excellent handling race cars just shadowing each other down the back straightaway. Ricky Craven holding on to the lead will come up on the Robbie Gordon machine next to go a lap down. Jeff Gordon has gotten by John Andretti and taken over the third spot. Bobby Hamilton falling back now to the seventh position. Let's check in the STP pit, see what the problem was there a couple of laps ago. Says Robbie Lewis. Robbie, what's the problem? We got real loose on that set of tires right there at the end. We're going to have to pit here for long. We didn't, he said he got just real loose on him and he's just taking it easy right now. But he didn't feel a vibration. Yeah, he felt 
the vibration, but it's, it's going away right now. I don't know. You know, when it get loose, it'll take a vibration. All right, it is Kenny Traders back in the pits with his uh, Skull Chevrolet. They're taking right side tires. They're going to make a chassis adjustment. The car has been loose. They're going to uh, make a spring record, a rubber adjustment, but this is a green flag stop, and they probably won't. They're just uh, making the adjustment on the rear of the car. So Hamilton's car, going back to his story, the car is loose. Motor Racing Network at the New Hampshire International Speedway with live coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series running the CMT 300 on the Magic Mile. This afternoon, we're closing in on the halfway point of the event and watching a pretty good tussle for the race lead between Ricky Craven and Ernie Irvin. Alan Bestwick here along with Barney Hall, Joe Moore, and Dave Moody covering the turns for us today. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley in the pit and garage areas. Only one caution has slowed the event through its first half. And right now, Ernie Irvin trying to become the fourth different driver to lead the event. Ken Schrader, the Bush pole sitter, Bobby Hamilton, and Ricky Craven, the only three that have been out in front so far. And there's going to be a third car in the equation all of a sudden. Jeff Gordon, who's uh, shown a lot of patience in the early going, his car beginning to get around this racetrack about as well as anyone. He's only a couple of car lengths behind the leaders in turn three. Ricky Craven just now coming up on the Robbie Gordon machine. Gordon in turn trying to chase down Gary Bradbury. So Craven now is going to have to pick his way past a couple of slower cars heading for one. Looks down to the inside. Robbie Gordon moves down to block. Gordon and side by side with Gary Bradbury in front of Craven. Race leader looking for a lane to open up. He'll see the inside now as Robbie Gordon gets by Gary Bradbury. Ricky Craven falls in line. Right on his bumper is Irvin and Jeff Gordon. Midway on the back straightaway. Craven still trying to chase Robbie Gordon, but Gordon breaks away by two cars. So it is Craven, Ernie Irvin, and Jeff Gordon, one, two, three. Just about a car link between the front three. A moment ago, Mark Martin got around. John Andretti to take over the fourth position. Mark trying to close in and make it a four-way battle right now. He's only about a second behind the front three. They're back in turn two. Front three work their way back to turn number one, hugging the inside line, still following Robbie Gordon. He's just ahead for Craven. Ernie Irvin waiting to see which way Craven goes, and Jeff Gordon waiting to see which lane will open up for him. Craven drafting right on the back bumper of Robbie Gordon. But again, the course Chevrolet holds him off into turn number three. It is Craven, the leader, still looking for a way past the slower car. Six laps to halfway as they come to the start-finish line. Here is Ernie Irvin looking down to the inside of Ricky Craven. Craven moves low to block. He will successfully hold off Irvin's run for now. Irvin quickly gets back in line because Jeff Gordon is there to take advantage if he gets up out of the inside lane. Here now, Gordon goes after Ernie Irvin for second. Down on the inside, it's Jeff Gordon going for the runner-up position. They are dead even midway on the back straightaway. Gordon with the inside line will take it over in turn number three. Jeff got a good run down the back straightaway. Didn't lift going into the corner, thus able to get around Ernie Irvin. Now the deal is, can he run him down and get around Ricky Craven to pick up a little $10,000 pocket change here at the halfway point by leading the Gatorade Front Runner Award. Let's follow that battle back to turn one. Because of the second place battle, Ricky Craven able to drive away a little bit, but a very little bit, only about three car lengths. His lead now over second place, Jeff Gordon. Craven down the back straightaway, still just following Robbie Gordon who's begun to draw away a bit. Craven paying more attention to the rearview mirror than the man in front of him right now. It is full of rainbow. It is Jeff Gordon along with Ernie Irvin right behind race leader Ricky Craven as they come down to the start-finish line. Lap 146 goes on the board. Four laps to halfway. Craven out in front with his teammate right behind him. Nose to tail coming back into the corner. Couple of Chevrolets with the Ford of Ernie Irvin just behind. Then Mark Martin's Ford beginning to close in as well as John Andretti's. They're all single file in the back straightaway. And here comes Gordon diving down 
down to the inside. He's got a wheel inside Craven as they race for three, but Ricky Craven shuts him down, and he'll hold him off this time. Ricky done a good job of driving the last eight or ten laps to use every bit of that race car to use up the lanes, make that car as wide as he could. Gordon takes a look down to the inside at the start-finish line. Let's see if he keeps the run going in turn one. Again, Ricky Craven, defensive of that inside line, slams the door down to the inside. Gordon forced to fall back in line behind him, and now Irvin becomes a third player in this battle again. Jeff Gordon is quicker coming off the corners. That enables him to get inside of Ricky Craven, but Craven in turn able to drive it in a car length or two deeper. It continues to be Craven the leader. Gordon in second, Ernie Irvin looking low in third. All those drivers nose to tail, funneling up off of four as Wally Dallenbach goes to pit road for a stop. Two laps from halfway, here's Gordon poking a fender up inside Craven. He'll give way though, and Ricky will hold the lead. Ricky Craven again slams the door, comes down to the inside as they enter turn number one. He'll hug the inside line, working his way off to this is where Gordon sees the opening underneath Ricky Craven. Best racing of the day for the lead, and it's Jeff Gordon on the attack one more time. This time he's dead even at the three. New leader, Jeff Gordon on the inside. Jeff Gordon's made a run three straight laps around down the back straightaway. This time he makes it pay off as he has just taken the lead. We're one lap away from the halfway point, and Gordon on his way, maybe to collecting $10,000. Four cars still got to scramble at it. They're back in one. Gordon worked his way into the corner. He's got a car length of the lead now over Ricky Craven. Craven feeling the heat from Ernie Irvin, Mark Martin, and a fast closing John Andretti. They're on the back straightaway. If Craven's going to hit the comeback trail, he's going to have to do it in a hurry as Gordon now has drawn away to a three-car length lead. Craven in second. Irvin right on his back bumper in third. Not for long. Here's Irvin to the bottom for second place. Ernie Irvin will draw alongside Ricky Craven off of four. While at the stripe, Jeff Gordon sees the crossed flags. We are halfway through the CMT 300, and Jeff Gordon collects $10,000 from Gatorade, the official sports beverage of NASCAR, as winner of today's Gatorade Front Runner Award. Now that race for second gets even a little hotter as it exits turn two. Down on the inside, Ricky Craven now is falling back. This is the furthest back in the pack he's been all day, and that's only fourth place as Mark Martin drives it to the inside. He'll take over the number three spot. Ricky Craven might have just used the tires up on that car. It won't stick at the bottom of the racetrack, and thus he has lost three positions here in the last three or four laps around. Scheduled pit stops beginning to take place. A couple of cars on pit road a moment ago. Here comes John Andretti and Sterling Marlin. Jeff Gordon takes over the lead in the CMT 300 for the first time, just a lap before halfway. Gordon out in front of Ernie Irvin, Mark Martin, Ricky Craven, and Dale Earnhardt. That is the top five. Some members of the top five dropping onto pit lane for green flag stops just past halfway in the CMT 300. Ernie Irvin was in a moment ago. Ricky Craven in. Bobby Hamilton has been in on pit road. Here is Terry Labonte in. Also, Bill Elliott is in. Todd Bodine is in. Steve Grissom. John Andretti has been in. Let's go and cover stops. First, we go to Jim Phillips. Well, we've got uh, different spectacles this in. Bobby Hamilton was in on lap 148. Did four tires at 19.1. Then John Andretti came in on lap 151. 31.9 on the stop for Andretti. They had an air wrench problem. Bill Elliott is in right now. Behind him is Bobby Labonte. We're getting four tires and gasoline. Here comes uh, Jeff Gordon in. We're on lap 157. Gordon's Rainbow Warriors are out to the right side. The pit board is out for... Mark Martin's crew, left side tires out getting ready for Jeff Gordon out of Winston Kelly. Ricky Craven was in just a couple of laps ago on lap 156. He got four tires, had a slight chassis adjustment. Their car continues to get loose on the long run. 19.16 seconds. Now Jeremy Mayfield completes a four-tire stop. Their car's been very good on the long run. Now to Mike Bagley. Rusty Wallace was the first car in on lap 148. Others in, including Ward Burton, also Ricky Rudd. Kenny Wallace has been in. 
also Chad Little, Terry Labonte, Todd Bodine, substitute driving for Jeff Burton. Dale Earnhardt was in for routine service. A great pit stop there, 18.20 seconds for Dale Earnhardt. Right now, Robert Presley is on this end of pit road. All these stops coming under green flag conditions. They are scheduled pit stops. Michael Walter brings his car in. Johnny Benson is on pit road. Jeff Bodine still being attended to. And here comes Rick Mast, who would have been the leader. He gives up the lead to make his scheduled pit stop right now. These are all coming uh, at lap 159 for the group of cars that are on pit road for the moment. Let's go down quickly to Jim Phillips. Here comes Rick Mast in. Mark Martin has just left his pit stall. He got four tires and filled it up with gasoline. Also in the pits a little bit earlier, Jeff Gordon, he got more tires and gasoline. A chassis adjustment for Rick Bass. They said his car was just a little bit tight, so they take around the wedge out on the right side. Left side tires now going on the Remington Ford of Rick Bass. Jimmy Spencer led for a lap. Now he comes down pit road in the Camel Ford at lap 160. So Spencer leads a lap and then gives it up for a pit stop. Should hand the lead back over to Jeff Gordon. Let's cover Jimmy Spencer's stop. Donnie Wingo and the boys go around to the right side of the car, putting Goodyear Eagle tires on there. No chassis adjustments. The tires are changed on the right side. Now the crew scampers around to the left. Unical racing gasoline going in the car, waiting for the jack to fall and Jimmy to go back out onto the racetrack. They put the left side Goodyear Eagles on. 19.50 seconds. The time for the stop for Jimmy Spencer. Well, just about get most of the guys uh, that would have been coming in to make this pit stop and kind of recycle the field around it. Lap 161, Jeff Gordon goes back into the lead. Ernie Irvin will trail him by... Oh, about a half a straightaway as Jeff crosses the start-finish line right now. Coming off turn number four will be Ernie Irvin trying to get around some lap traffic and get back up there. Mark Martin comes out third right behind him. That's going to be a pretty tough battle back in turn one. Let's follow it. Ernie Irvin again, the second-place man, falls in line behind Mike Skinner. Just behind him, Mark Martin looking for an opening. you got Ricky Craven as well beginning to close in on Martin's rear deck. The advantage on pit stops clearly goes to Jeff Gordon as he's got a good advantage now, but that battle continues to rage behind him. It's Irvin all over the back bumper of Mike Skinner. Now will make the move to the inside off four. Yeah, Jeff Gordon's crew definitely got him a huge advantage off the pit road. How about five seconds of a lead now? Gordon over Ernie Irvin. Mark Martin running right there with Ernie and his tire tracks in third. Ricky Craven just a couple of car lengths back in fourth. And then you've got uh, maybe a second and a half or so to Bobby Hamilton in fifth. Dale Earnhardt is sixth. Jeremy Mayfield is up to seventh. Bill Elliott is eighth. Dale Jarrett is ninth now. And Ted Musgrave is tenth. As we cycle you through the leaderboard after the pit stops, eleventh would be Rick Mast. Kyle Petty, twelfth. Jeff Bodine, thirteenth. John Andretti, fourteenth. And Steve Grissom, fifteenth. Sixteenth is Rusty Wallace. Seventeenth position belongs to the uh, Jeff Burton top. Bodine combination. Derek Cope runs 18th, Terry Labonte 19th, and now Jimmy Spencer is 20th. 21st is Hutch Strickland, Bobby Labonte is 22nd, Johnny Benson 23rd, Ricky Rudd 24th, and Joe Nemechek 25th, with Michael Waltrip and Kenny Wallace in 26th and 27th, the last cars on the lead lap. Running a lap down in 28th is Ward Burton, Dick Trickle is 29th, 30th is Lake Speed, David Green is 31st, Mike Skinner 32nd, Robbie Gordon 33rd, Jeff Green 34th, and Brett Bodine 35th. You've got uh, Chad Little in 36th, and then Dave Marcus two laps down in 37th. And Sterling Marlin 38th. Wally Dallin back 39th. Ken Schrader 40th. Darrell Waltrip 41st. Robert Presley 42nd. And Gary Bradbury in 43rd position. Jeff Bodine just got sent for a spin off of turn number two. No caution flag. Joe Moore, what happened? Just got uh, tangled up in some lap traffic. Steve Grissom was there along with Rusty Wallace. Jeff was trying to pick his way behind some of the lap traffic. Got squeezed down to the inside and spun around in the same spot 
where he spun earlier in the race. He continues on. It's like some contact between Jeff and Kyle Petty. Kyle running in the 12th position in pretty tight quarters there. And we do remain under green with Jeff Bodine dropping all the way back to the 20th position at this point, though still on the lead lap. Jeff Gordon gets a boost from his pit crew on a set of green flag stops and gets a five-second lead on the field as we welcome you back to New Hampshire International Speedway. Gordon out in front of Ernie Irvin by 4.8 seconds to be specific and Mark Martin, the third-place driver, by 5.3 seconds with Ricky Craven and Bobby Hamilton making up the rest of the top five. Jeremy Mayfield has just taken sixth spot away from Dale Earnhardt who falls now to seventh. Bill Elliott runs in eighth. Dale Jarrett is ninth. Ted Musgrave rounds out your top ten. Got to tip your cap to the Rainbow Warriors and the excellent pit work, Barney, and as well as the driver for getting in and out of the pits as swiftly as uh, allowable because he has certainly uh, gone from being just barely ahead at the halfway flag to having a big lead as a result of those stops. Tell you what, that's put Jeff in victory lane several times this year is good pit work. He did it a few weeks ago at Darlington, although uh, a couple other guys had some problems in the pits. They did not, got out, and of course won the Winston Million down there. Right now, he's threatening to put down the 26th and 27th place cars a lap down. Jeff Gordon is. That'll be Kenny Wallace and Michael Waltrip directly ahead in front of Joe Moore in turn two. Having a hard time getting by that traffic. He's got about five cars just ahead. The first one to deal with is Kenny Wallace. And so far, he's been unable to get around Kenny Wallace. In front of Wallace will be the Brett Bodine automobile. In front of Bodine, Michael Waltrip. Finally, Gordon finds a hole to the inside, punches his way under Wallace. Kenny Wallace, the 27th place driver, now goes one lap down. Farther back, Jeremy May field on the move. Slides underneath Bobby Hamilton and grabs the fifth position away. So a fine afternoon for the uh, Cranifus Haas racing team. Mayfield starting in 27th position. His best finish here in New Hampshire, 17th. It's not been one of his better racetracks. He is, though, having a good effort here today. Mayfield got a little ground to make up before he will be able to catch Ricky Craven. The uh, next position ahead of him, Ricky running in fourth spot now, is about three seconds ahead of Jeremy Mayfield uh, along with some lap cars. So he's got a little distance before he's going to be able to gain on uh, those drivers. Farther back, though, a pretty good race for position between now Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Hamilton. Hamilton holding on to the sixth spot. Earnhardt in seventh, going to try and get him there. And then you've got Dale Jarrett, Bill Elliott, and Ted Musgrave racing for a spot behind them. Musgrave's down on the inside of Bill Elliott, side by side at the end of the front straightaway. But again, the inside lane pays off, and Musgrave able to get by Bill Elliott and grab the spot. Work their way down the back straightaway right now. Again, let's pick up that scramble that's going on between Bobby Hamilton and Dale Earnhardt. That's the tightest one on the racetrack. Earnhardt gets within a couple of feet of his bumper out of turn number four, tries to get an inside run on him, won't be able to do it. Now decides to put the move on him in turn number one. He's there. Can he get around in turn one? Racing for the sixth position here, Dale Earnhardt seems to get the good line. He dives down to the inside of Bobby Hamilton. He'll grab the spot. Hamilton falls in line as they exit turn two. Well, Earnhardt picks up the spot as they race the back straightaway. Hamilton can do nothing but just follow in his tire tracks into turn number three. So Earnhardt moves up another spot. Dale into the sixth position, kicking Bobby Hamilton back to seventh, leaving Dale Jarrett eighth, Ted Musgrave now ninth, and Bill Elliott into the number 10 spot as we work with 121 laps to go in the event. Great run thus far today for Jeremy Mayfield. Talking about that a second ago, Winston Kelly is in the Kmart RC Cola team's pit. With Paul Andrews, the crew chief from 27th to 5th. Did you guys make a a lot of adjustments for the car in that first stop. No, actually, we hadn't made hardly any adjustments at all. You know, the car's real good at the start of the race. The guy's been doing a little good on the pit stops. Things are going real smooth right now. You know, we've got a ways to go. We'll just have to see. Pass. 
comments of Paul Andrews, the crew chief on the car. They haven't made any adjustments on the car all day long. They were a bit off in qualifying, but the car's been very steady. During that last green flag run, they were about two-tenths quicker than the leader, so we'll see how that plays out under this long green flag run. Michael Waltrip has just gone a lap down to race leader Jeff Gordon, now 25 on the same lap as Gordon. As we close in on the final stages of today's CMT 300, we're about at the two-thirds point of the event now, 114 laps to go. And Gordon still with a pretty substantial lead over Ernie Irvin, though it was five seconds a little while ago. It is now down to 3.2 seconds, so Irvin closing in, taking advantage of some of the heavy lap traffic that Jeff Gordon has been trapped in. Now, Jeff again is caught behind uh, about seven or eight cars as he works his way off turn number two. It's going to allow Ernie Irvin to get a little bit closer. Been watching a pretty good scramble back there for eighth position between Dale Jarrett and Ted Musgrave. That's been one of the better races on the speedway for the last time around. It's right in front of Joe Moore. Musgrave's been trying to work out on the inside of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett slipping a little bit, coming into turns one and two, but so far, not enough for Ted to capitalize. Jarrett down on the inside into turn number three. Again, slips a little bit high, but Musgrave's car not a whole lot better than Jarrett's right now. He's forced to follow him off four. Jarrett running in eighth. Ted Musgrave in ninth. Tenth place, Bill Elliott has fallen a pretty good bit off of their back bumpers now. Let's follow that race off into turn one. Working down on the inside of the racetrack. Here they come now. Single files. They come into the corner. Bill Elliott gets by the David Green car. Sets his sights on the back straightaway as they head for turn three. Bill Elliott just holds it single file down the back chute, heading for the third turn. Elliott forced to hold his spot. Next car in line will be the slower car of Robbie Gordon, a good five or six car lengths ahead. They work their way off turn number four and back into the straightaway. Let's grab the leader again. He's still working that heavy traffic over in turn two. Down to the inside of the racetrack. Michael Walter works some heavy traffic. It's by the Kenny Wallace car and more traffic as those cars head for three. Down on the inside, Dick Trickle making a move down on the Michael Walter automobile. Jeff Gordon having no luck with those slower cars right now. He just follows Joe Nemechek even with the fastest car on the racetrack. Gordon can't pass the lap machines. Nemechek the 25th place driver. Bobby Labonte, Johnny Benson, Ricky Rudd all lined up there just in front of Jeff Gordon in turn one. Gordon tries to pick his way by as he looks to the outside of Nemechek this time but Nemechek doesn't come up off the bottom lane of the racetrack. He'll just have to follow the tire tracks back down the back straightaway. Everybody trying to get away from Gordon. First in that line Ricky Rudd who drops down to the inside of the Hutt Strickland machine. He'll go to the head of that uh, line of automobile trying to remain on the lead lap. Worked their way out of turn number four. Two and eight ten seconds between Ernie Irvin and the leader right now. Ernie's hung up behind some traffic himself. Dick Trickland, Michael Waltrip cars. He needs to get around. If he could get clear going into turn number one, Joe, he can make up a lot of ground the way the leader's being held up off turn two. Problem is, as it's been all day, if you don't get up off the inside lane, there's just no way to pass until you make your way onto the back straightaway. That's where Irvin's going to try to make his move now. Irvin diving low on Dick Trickle, but Trickle holds him off in the Heilig Myers forward. It's Michael Waltrip, Dick Trickle, then Ernie Irvin just trying to find some way by. Joe check just in front of the race leader, Jeff Gordon, wiggles off of four. Gordon looked out to his inside for some running room, but Jeff Green's car was slowing there. He falls in line in one. No advantage for Gordon this time. Still working to try to get by Joe Nemechek. Off turn number two, Jeff looks down to the inside and again sees no chance. Here's Gordon diving low now on Joe Nemechek, but Nemechek holds him off in a three. A real test of patience right now for Jeff Gordon. He can push the point, but as the leader, he's better off and better advised to just play it safe and make that move when it presents 
presents itself. One thing that's really helped Jeff Gordon, even though he hasn't been around this business that long, he has learned that patience is a virtue that will pay off and go into victory lane a lot of times, not putting that race car in any kind of position to get it wrinkled up. Let's watch him again. He's off turn two. And once again, he's forced just to follow in single file down the back straightaway. Once again, we'll take the requisite peak down to the inside. But again, Nemechek holds him off. They'll move around the slower car of Robert Presley. And Gordon, one more time, just forced to follow. We are under caution for the second time in the CMT 300. An accident happening up in turn three. It's the Robert Presley Jasper Engines Ford as he came from the bottom of turn three, just swapped ends, backed it hard into the outside concrete. Severe damage on the left rear corner of car number 77. Car continues to rest against the outside wall. Safety crews, the ambulance crews are there immediately, and we'll keep you updated as to the situation over there in just a moment. Right now, here comes all the front of the field down pit road. Jeff Gordon is in. And now to pit lane, brought to you by McDonald's drive through Let's cover the leader's pit stop. Jeff Gordon brings it in smooth. Last time down to pit lane, his crew did the stop in 17.9 seconds. The Rainbow Warriors go to work on the right side, changing the right side tires. Right front is on. Mike Trower comes around to the left side. They jack up the left side. Barry Buse on the jack. The first can of Unical racing fuel is in. The second can is ready. Now it's going to go in right down with the Jeff Gordon Chevrolet down and away. 18.5 seconds of the stop for Jeff Gordon. Winston Kelly. And Ricky Craven, the first car out of pit road. They didn't make any chassis adjustments on the car. They're very happy with how it is. And Jeremy Mayfield, Steve Grissom out on pit road. All these cars getting four tires and gasoline. Mike Bagley. Routine service for Ernie Irvin. Also, Dale Earnhardt was in along with Rusty Wallace, Todd Bodine, relief driving for Jeff Burton. Joe Nemechek was in. Ricky Rudd, also Terry Labonte, all getting four Goodyear Eagle tires and a round of 76 racing gasoline. This is the way they came off pit road. Good work by Ricky Craven's team. We'll get him back onto the racetrack first. Jeff Gordon comes out second right behind him, followed by Mark Martin in third. Also a good stop for Ernie Irvin's team. They get him out fourth. Jeremy Mayfield should be lining up fifth, followed by Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt. So Ricky Craven gets a great boost for the Bud crew. He was uh, running back in the top five when he came down pit road, but comes off with the race lead. And Craven back out in front at lap number 200. Few cars ducking on pit road as we get ready to go back for a restart to, to kind of top off the fuel tanks, as that might be a factor if this race should remain green from all the way now to the checkered flag at lap 300. We'll kind of follow up on that in a little bit. Pace car easing down on the apron of the racetrack, getting ready to duck in behind the pit wall. First car, a lap down to the inside, is going to be Michael Waltrip and Ricky Craven. As they come off the corner, Craven the leader, and Ricky punches the throttle. He is gone. Michael doesn't come up to speed, almost backs him up. Car still not really going as everybody's having to get around him. He finally gets it going in turn one. Front three cars now get away from the lap traffic. The fourth place machine of Ernie Irvin kind of boxed in behind Dick Trickle, who made a daring move down to the inside on the start. Now Mike Skinner gets shuffled up out of the he nearly tags the wall, but saves the car on the back straightaway. Second time today, Skinner goes way out of the racing groove and pays for it, losing a number of spots at the front. It's Ricky Craven, then Jeff Gordon, then Mark Martin breaking away. Ricky Craven broke loose from the bottom of the racetrack, had to chase his Chevy halfway up the banking. Now Jeff Gordon right on him, trying to get the lead away in one. Gordon tries to stick the nose of his Chevy down underneath his teammate, coming into turn number one, but Craven won't let that happen. He'll hold him off for now, but Gordon is there, ready to pounce on the back straightaway. Three-car draft down the back chute. Ricky Craven has got a little bit of damage on the left front corner of the Budweiser Chevrolet, and I believe it happened under caution. Now he's sideways in turn number three, drifts up the racetrack, and Gordon takes advantage to regain the lead. Ricky Craven loses the lead when the car kicked up right in the middle
middle of turns three and four. We'll see if there's any damage on that machine. Mark Martin looks him over as they go back into turn number one. Meanwhile, Mike Skinner had to dive on a pit road. He had a right front tire that was flat. The lead's over in turn two. Jeff Gordon shows the way. He's got two car lengths over the second place battle on the back straightaway. And there is indeed damage on the left front corner of Ricky Craven's automobile, and I believe it came under the caution flag as Michael Waltrip was trying to scrub some debris off the tires coming into turn three before the green. They made contact momentarily, and that damage, I guess, was more severe than it looked at the time because Craven unable to hold the lead, and he's got a handful right now. We'll follow up in the Budweiser team's pit in a little while. Little contact off of turn number four between Jeff Bodine and Jimmy Spencer as they race door-to-door for position. Meantime, the race lead back in the hands of Jeff Gordon. Let's follow the leaders down to three. Gordon trying to draw away once again. Craven just three car lengths back in second. Another three back to Mark Martin in third. Three more to Ernie Urban in fourth. Then two back to the Jeremy Mayfield automobile. Just about a car length between the front four or five cars now as they work back to the line. Heading back into turn number one, it is still Jeff Gordon. Nobody able to gain any ground on him at all. The interval has been just about the same among the front five. They're back in two. Gordon works his way through turn number two. Two car lengths behind him sits Craven. Two car lengths behind Craven is the Mark Martin car. Then you've got Ernie Irvin, Jeremy Mayfield. All those cars working their way single file to turn three. Field single file all the way back through about 12th or 13th position. The only cars doing any work on the bottom, Ward Burton and Kenny Schrader, both of them lapped automobiles. Set the lead lap for you now. Jeff Gordon leads. Ricky Craven second. Mark Martin third. Ernie Irvin fourth. And Jeremy Mayfield fifth. Sixth is Dale Jarrett. Dale Earnhardt is seventh. Bobby Hamilton eighth. Ted Musgrave ninth. And Bill Elliott tenth. Eleventh is Hutch Strickland. Kyle Petty is twelfth. Terry Labonte's up to thirteenth. Steve Grissom to fourteenth. And Rusty Wallace to fifteenth. Sixteenth would be the Derek Cope car. Jimmy Spencer is seventeenth. Jeff Bodine eighteenth. John Andretti nineteenth. Jeff Burton's machine with Todd Bodine aboard is twentieth. Rest of the lead lap. Joni Macek, Ricky Rudd, Rick Mast, Bobby Labonte, and Johnny Benson. And now Mark Martin is appearing to have some difficulties. Yeah, he slowed in the back straightaway. Lost one spot. Let's watch him down in turn number one. Car does have some kind of a problem, Joe. Got the fourth position right now, but Jeremy Mayfield is all over him trying to make the pass. Again, Martin's car kicks out a little bit up turn number two, but Mayfield not yet able to take advantage. Mark Martin made a dive way to the bottom of the racetrack coming off two last time around, whether he was having problems or just trying to take a radical inside move on Ernie Urban, it's impossible to say, but it didn't work for him. He's lost a good seven or eight lengths. Let's go to pit road. Well, Robert Presley's just climbed from the infield care center. First of all, Robert, are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. Just uh, got in the wall there, went off in there. We tried to fix the car there. The thing was real, real bad, loose. Come in and fix the sway bar. Don't know why it went off in three and just thing come around. Robert Presley, he's okay. Also, a follow-up to a story with Jeff Green. Before the last caution flag, Jeff brought his car behind the wall. No front brakes for Jeff Green. They have replaced the front brakes, and Jeff is back out onto the racetrack. Craven went from being right on Jeff Gordon's back deck back to third. Now about a second behind him. Ernie Irvin got around Craven as for some reason Ricky just uh, didn't get around the speedway well here these last couple of laps and now Gordon off to about a five car length lead on Irvin who has a similar distance on Craven. They worked their way back into turn number one. We talked about Mark Martin kind of getting off the pace a little bit in the middle of the back straightaway a moment ago. Jim Phillips has had a chance to check in his pit. Did he say anything at all Jim? Gordon is three. Talk to Jimmy Finning. How's your car right now Jimmy? Uh, it's a little bit on the tight side right now. Make it on fuel, or you have to stop again. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. That's the word all down this pit lane. Ray Everham said we might be one lap short. Bobby Labonte did come back in and top off his fuel tank. He seems to be pretty safe. He's the only one down here that can feel that way. 
And uh, that would be another storyline to mix into things here is that the leaders all came down pit road at lap 199 and 100 laps is really pushing the envelope on fuel here. So that may come into play before this race is over if we don't get another caution to the finish. What about Ricky Craven? Lost the lead. Jeff Gordon got around him. Then he ran Gordon back down. Now he's fallen a second behind. Winston Kelly, what's his team saying? Well, let's find out from Andy Graves, the crew chief on the car. Possibly he's just saving his tires a bit. Andy, what's Ricky saying about the car? He's falling back just a bit. Yeah, we're just saving our tires for the end of this run. There's nothing wrong. We're just uh, backing off a little bit. How about fuel? Can you go the distance? It's going to be real close. Just like they're saying all up and down pit road, it's going to be close, not wanting to tip the hand, but just looking into his eyes and hearing the tone in his voice. I don't believe they'll come in under any circumstances. If it goes green the rest of the way, backing off to save the tires, maybe also conserving a little bit of fuel. A lot of gamblers down there. We may see some of them take quite a gamble before this race is over. They're pushing David Green's car back behind the wall for a second time. He spent quite a bit of time back there earlier, had a brake problem, and apparently that's what it is could be this time because they were trying to get the car woed on pit road when he pulled in there just a moment ago. Working their way off turn number four right now, scrambling back down to the start finish line, and Ernie Urban suddenly... Takes the lead away from Jeff Gordon. He did it going down the back straightaway into turn three. This last lap by Dave Moody, a power move on Irvin's part. It's the standard maneuver we've seen on every lead change all afternoon, Alan. He got to the inside. He out-dragged him down the back straightaway, took the lead on the inside into three, and I don't think there was a single person sitting in turn three or four. Got a good, solid race car. Both those cars have. Ricky Craven still in the hunt very much here this afternoon, even though he might have had a little problem we talked about earlier, and has now dropped back to third. The leaders aren't getting away from him that much. Looking back to fourth place right now, a pretty good tussle there. Mark Martin trying to hold off Jeremy Mayfield, but a good scramble also between Bobby Hamilton and Dale Jarrett, and also locked up in that is a couple of other cars. Ted Musgrave is one of those in front of Joe Moore. Sixth place battle has really been the interesting spot here for the last ten laps or so. Dale Jarrett has it. Bobby Hamilton's been all over him trying to get by, and because of them racing among themselves, Ted Musgrave has been able to close in and make it a three-way tassel. Hamilton came from a good ways back, but once he's caught Jared, he can't do much with him. Looks to the inside off four, but there's nothing there. Hamilton running right behind Dale Jarrett. Dale is at this point the sixth-place car. Hamilton seventh. Ted Musgrave is in the eighth position now with 75 laps to go. They're in one. Those to tail coming back into turn number one. All three of those cars hugging the inside lane just ahead of them. The lap car of Dick Trickle, their single file in the back stretch. Trickle running about the same. Well, trouble in turn number two. Hunt Strickland gets a tap from Michael Waltrip. Spins around, tags the outside retaining wall. Everybody runs down low on the racetrack to get by. Strickland now trying to refire his car here in turn two. Hunt sitting up in the middle of the groove down in turns one and two. Moore over toward turn number two. Finally gets it fired. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Hunt was racing down at the inside groove along with uh, quite a few cars. Michael Waltrip just behind him. Hunt slipped a little bit, it appeared, coming into turn number one when he did he came out of the throttle. Then Michael punted him. He spun around and tagged the outside wall here at turn two. Again, he was able to restart the car and drive away. Puts us under the caution flag for the third time in the CMT 300. Now with uh, fuel being questionable and there being as many laps to the finish as there are, let's find out if we're going to see some pit stops at this point as the field works behind the pace car into turn number three. See an awful lot of movement along pit road. All the signboards coming out. Crews standing with uh, air wrenches and tires in their hands. I suspect we'll see everybody come in, Barney. I don't think we'll see uh, anybody not. The trick to this set of stops is going to be who gets two and who gets four. Here's Ernie Irvin making the first move to pit road. Irvin in in front of Mike Bagley. Crew bounces over the wall, wheeling around to the right side of the car. Gasoline going in. 
interesting to see if they'll come around to the left side. Other cars coming in. Rusty Wallace also. Tara Devani. Ricky Rennes in. Two tires for Ernie Irvin. Only two tires. More pit stops in front of Jim Phillips. Well, Jeff Gordon just gets a splash of fuel and goes back under the speedway. Only a splash. So he's going to win the race off the pit lane. Elliott just fuel. Rick Bass is blocked. He can't get in his pit. Finally does. Here comes John Andretti to change right side tires. Fuel only for Bobby Labonte. Right side tires for Rick Bass and Jeff Bodine to Winston Kelly. Fuel only for Ricky Craven in 5.62 seconds. The same thing on Steve Grissom's car. Four tires for Jeremy Mayfield. Paul Andrews had told us no way they could go to the distance. Barney, you were right on the Caterpillar Chevrolet of David Green. He did lose his brakes a couple of laps ago. He's behind the wall. The team trying to get him back out. Now the race off pit road, as we said a moment ago, is going to be won by Jeff Gordon with fuel only. Getting out right behind him comes Ted Musgrave. Then followed by Ricky Craven, Bill Elliott, and Ernie Irvin. So we're going to have a dandy finish here in the CMT 300. 227 laps are in the record book. Field comes off turn four to get the green flag. Lake Speed on the tail end of the lead lap. Just in front of Jeff Gordon, the race leader. Gordon, Ted Musgrave, Ricky Craven, Bill Elliott, and Ernie Irvin, the top five to one. Lake Speed gets away by a couple of car lengths. The race leader, though, Jeff Gordon, can't shake Ted Musgrave. Musgrave works the outside lane, trying to get by Dave Marcus. He's right on the rear deck of Gordon Chevy. Haven't heard from Musgrave among the lead draft this afternoon, but he's there now, and he's making it hot for Jeff Gordon. Tucked right up under the back bumper. Gordon wiggles a bit. Musgrave to the bottom for the lead in four. Ted shoves the forward down to the bottom of the racetrack. Car kicked a little bit on him, coming off turn number four and now he has to back in and settle for second for the moment and try to hold on it as Ricky Craven goes after the number two position in turn one. Craven tries to dive to the inside of Ted Musgrave before they come into turn number one, but Musgrave's going to slam the door. He'll hold him off for now, but Craven is right there on his rear deck on the back straightaway. Everybody but Jeff Gordon wants one spot more than they've got in hand right now. It's Craven looking down to the bottom of Musgrave. Nothing there. They'll stay, stay single file into turn number three. Ted was one of the drivers racing for the eighth position before the caution came out. A splash of fuel is all he got on pit road and now he's back on the racetrack in second spot Chad Little has some problems off of turn four sends the field scattering double and triple wide around he and Dave Marcus back to one Spurring down to the inside goes Ward Burton went in so high now he's going to go up wide and turn number one nearly tags the wall gathers the car back in but loses about six spots in the process here's Ricky Craven diving down to the inside and he's going to regain the number two position as he drives underneath Musgrave challenge now Ernie Irvin going to the low line on Bill Elliott to be a real scramble back there for second place that has allowed Jeff Gordon to open up a lot of daylight, about eight or ten car lengths for the leader for the moment. Hanging on to second position, still Ricky Craven, but he's in danger of losing it in turn two. Ted Musgrave trying to move back around and grab that spot. You've got Bill Elliott in the mix. He's right behind Musgrave, and now Ernie Irvin, he makes the move on Elliott off turn two. They'd go three wide to the back straightaway if Irvin can find the horsepower, but he can't do it. Craven holds on to second. Musgrave maintains in third, then a car length back to Ernie Irvin. Now Elliott looking to the inside on Ernie. Elliott takes a peek down low as does Musgrave. Oh, trouble in turn number three. Jeff Bodine, Ricky Rudd Rudd backwards into the outside retaining wall. Bodine for the third time today with a smoking 360 and he's gone. Caution on a speedway. It comes out immediately as Ricky Rudd's car is stuffed up into the wall. Jeff Bodine will be able to continue. Let's go back to turn three. Well, Barney, it was uh, an accident not waiting to happen. They were three wide the length of the back straightaway. Nobody gave it up coming into turn number three. Bodine and Rudd got the tail end of it. Rudd spun it around, backed in. Not a lot of damage on the left rear corner of the uh, tied Ford, but he's unable to refire it and goes a lap down. 
off. And uh, caution a break for Lake Speed, who was on the tail end of the lead lap and got away from Jeff Gordon on the restart. Now with a caution flag, Lake comes back around and joins the tail end of the field and back into the thick of things for a decent finish today. Ricky Rudd's excellent finishing record at New Hampshire will uh, certainly draw to a close far from the manner in which he had hoped today. Ricky, with some pretty significant damage to the back end of the Tide 40, is out of the machine and looking around it now as it sits up in the banking of turn number three. But Ricky, who has not finished out of the top 10 in any of the five previous events here at Loudoun will not likely be able to come anywhere close to a top 10 finish here today. Some very intense racing in the final third of the CMT 300 Motor Racing Network with live coverage from the New Hampshire International Speedway. A series of caution flag pit stops coming at lap number 227. Some different strategies employed by different teams for track position and uh, we'll talk more about that. Who did what to try and gain their position on the racetrack when we come back. For now, though, caution for the fourth time in the race after Jeff Bodine and Ricky Rudd get together up in turns three and four. Rudd getting the worst of that, ending up into the outside wall. Ricky Rudd has climbed from his machine and is walking back to the garage area as cleanup continues from the fourth caution of the CMT 300. We right now have 63 laps to go. The top five are Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, Ted Musgrave, Ernie Irvin and Bill Elliott. Going to be interesting to see how this one shakes out as the laps are winding down. 56 laps to go as they get ready to go back to green here in just a moment. We told you the attrition rate had been very low. If you tuned in our broadcast late, only a few cars have had problems. Ricky Rudd, the latest of those, uh, got into the wall over in turn number three. He and Jeff Bodine getting together over there. Bodine able to continue. Robert Presley out of the event right now. And Jeff Green's car behind the wall with brake problems. Other than that, everybody else is on the racetrack. 245 laps will be on the board as they cross the line. That's when they'll go back to green flag racing. Pace car down on the apron of the racetrack, getting in behind pit wall. Jeff Gordon is the leader. First car lap down to the inside. Michael Waltrip again. But on the break, Jeff Gordon gets gone in a hurry. Ricky Craven stays with him. Ted Musgrave loses a little ground back there in third place. Here's Gordon now flashing his way back into turn number one, trying to hug the inside of the racetrack, knowing his teammate Ricky Craven is trying to get underneath him. Craven gets a good shot off turn two, but falls in behind the race leader. Gordon and Craven had a big advantage. They got around the lap car before turn number one. Musgrave had to do it the hard way on the outside through the corner, but he breaks clear of Waltrip now. Waltrip and Chad Little get together momentarily. That allows Ernie Irvin to dive under the little car. Ernie Irvin, the fourth place driver, trying to shake his way free of lap traffic. Next in line, Bill Elliott is right behind Irvin, but he's getting a run down to his inside by the lap car of Dick Trickle. Elliott forced to the outside groove. This is going to cost him coming back into the corner, racing alongside Dick Trickle. They're leaning on one another. Now Trickle opens a lane down on the inside of Chad Little. Nowhere to go for Dick Trickle right now as he looks for racing room. Ernie Irvin diving to the inside of the lap car. Michael Waltrip. Irvin, the fourth place automobile, diving low. It's Dick Trickle down to the inside of Chad Little. Bill Elliott trapped behind that battle with nowhere to go. Bill Elliott's caught back there in that traffic. There's no way he can get out for the moment. He's just going to have to bide his time. Ernie Irvin gets free of everyone, moves up into fourth place, and now there's no lap traffic among the front four. They're back in turn two. Irvin immediately goes to work on Ted Musgrave. Musgrave goes a little bit wide of the corner. That's what Ernie was looking for. He's there up alongside on the back straightaway. Here comes Irvin, dead even midway on the back shoot and on the inside line. It'll be Ernie Irvin back to the number three position. Musgrave looking down to the inside as Irvin drove it in a bit too deep. Musgrave wants third back, but he won't get it as they hit four. In fact, the back end breaks loose and wiggles a little bit off the corner and Musgrave will lose a couple of car lengths to Ernie Irvin. Here's a run up to the inside of Bill Elliott for fifth by Steve Grissom in one. Grissom makes the move to the inside 
because Elliott was boxed in behind Chad Little, had nowhere to go. Now Elliott sees a challenge from Mark Martin. He'll squeeze down to the inside off turn two. The gas-only stop got Grissom in the hunt. Now he'll try and do the rest as he races hard down to the inside of the left car of Chad Little. Now puts the nose underneath the Michael Waltrip car. Grissom trying to make his way to the front. Troubles for Ted Musgrave. He was running among the top five just a few laps ago. Now he is on the apron of the racetrack heading toward pit road after losing several positions the last couple of laps around. Jim Phillips, what's wrong? It's a dead battery. They have been having problems since lap 118, but when the car was running under green, the alternator kept the better charge in the battery, but those caution laps really drained the battery down. Now he's coming down, and they're going to have to make a change, and of course the battery's located inside the left rear wheel well. They're going to have to take the left off, which they do, and take some screws out. It's going to be a long stop for Ted Musgrave. He started third on this last restart. It'll be a costly one for him also. It's going to knock him out of a real good finish and even a shot to win here this afternoon as they work on Musgrave's car. 255 laps on the board. That'll give us 45 to go. It may be, if this thing stays green, there's no maybe to it. It's going to be just... At best, a two-car shootout, and maybe three if Ernie Irvin can get up there. Ernie's picking them off, maybe a car length or so each time around. The thing is going to be the factor of even getting up there and getting around. He closes in a little more down in turns one and two. Titans up now within about ten car lengths of the Ricky Craven car. Meanwhile, Steve Grissom broken away from some of the traffic. The real good racing going on from Bill Elliott on back. That's for the sixth position. There you've got Dale Jarrett and Bobby Hamilton knocking on the door. And it's Bobby Hamilton who wants to move. He drives down to the bottom of DJ down the back straightaway. He's got the nose in, but Jarrett shuts him down into turn three. It's Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Hamilton, Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Petty all in the hunt. Sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth all nose to tail there in line. Elliott tried to defend sixth position from Jarrett and Hamilton back to the corner. Jarrett's been beaten on Elliott last few times coming into the corner. This time again, right up on the rear deck of Elliott's Ford. And here's trouble coming into the corner. Brett Bodine gets shuffled out of the pack, slams into the outside wall in turn sits up against the wall we're waiting to see if the caution is going to come out it will as brett finally gets the car fired but they couldn't take a chance so the yellow flag is out for the fifth time this afternoon let's go back to joe moore graham the outside wall brett bodine did as he came into the turn he was down in the running groove but drove in real hard got the right side tires a little bit out of the racing groove and the rear end came around he backed into the outside retaining wall was able to drive away but with a lot of damage to his ford caution for the fifth time in the cmt 300 well, the overcast beginning to move in here at the Speedway. We've had bright sunshine all afternoon. In fact, it got very warm out there. The temperature was forecast to go up into the low 70s. It probably got a little bit warmer than that. Now the overcast clouds beginning to move in, going to cool this racetrack down. That might make a little difference because this racetrack very subject to weather changes uh, affecting the cars quite a bit, as we saw in qualifying the other day and a couple of other things. But. So far, as you said, Alan, without that caution flag, it was going to be a three-car shootout at the finish. Now there's going to be a big break for some guys that can get up there. But even getting up there, can you stay with those front three as good as they've been all day? And I think the critical point here, Barney, as the field gets the signal that we'll go racing in one more lap and they begin to double up, is the lap traffic. That was really what separated those top two cars from the rest of the field last, uh, last restart by. Joe Moore out in uh, turns one and two. Memory serves me correctly on that last restart. By the time they even got to you on the restart, Gordon and Craven had cleared all the lap cars on the inside, and that really helped them get away. Yeah, they got a real good start uh, coming off turn four. By the time they reached turn uh, one down here, the guys from third on back were buried behind the traffic. It takes usually maybe two laps to work your way by some of that slower traffic. That's what allowed them to get jumped out so far away. 
Might see a little change in strategy this time from those guys from Ernie Irvin on back trying to stay up in the front two. So that the scene now is we're about a half a lap away from going back racing. Got 24 drivers on the lead lap. Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, Ernie Irvin, Steve Grissom, and Mark Martin are the top five. Dale Jarrett, Bobby Hamilton, Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt, and Kyle Petty in position 6 through 10, 11 to 15. Terry Labonte, Jimmy Spencer, Jeremy Mayfield, Derek Cope, and Bobby Labonte. Joni Macek, John Andretti, Rusty Wallace, Hutt Strickland, and Jeff Bodine round out the top 20. Rick Mast, Lake Speed, Johnny Benson, and Todd Bodine are the rest of those on the lead lap. Dick Trickle will be the first car a lap down to the inside of the leader, Jeff Gordon, and Trickle punches the throttle, stays with him, going back into the corner, trying to get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. They race to turn one. Jeff Gordon has the outside lane, tries to slam down to the inside in front of Trickle. Finally, he will. So Trickle now separates Gordon from the second-place car of Ricky Craven. They're off turn two. Craven diving down to the inside. Trickle trying to block him momentarily, but he won't get it done as Craven drives underneath it. He holds on to second. He's in hot pursuit of Jeff Gordon. Irvin around the outside of the Michael Waltrip car in third trouble. Chad Little is around. He gets tagged. A great move by Dale Earnhardt to miss it. Little goes 360, punches the throttle, and he's gone. No caution at this point. Chad Little racing alongside fourth place driver Steve Grissom at the bottom of the racetrack. Had the car come out from under him. Spun in traffic. Everybody misses him, and everybody gets away. And now the race for second is onto the backstretch. Down on the inside, it's Ricky Craven on the outside line. The lap car of Dick Trickle right behind Craven is Ernie Irvin. While this is all happening, Jeff Gordon beginning to sneak away. He's up by 12 car lengths. Jeff Gordon got a good advantage. Ricky Craven slips coming off turn number four and diving underneath him goes Ernie Irvin trying to take second place away. They race door to door to turn one. Craven may have got some damage last time in turn two. He and Dick Trickle got together. Now it's costing as Ernie Irvin goes by, grabs the second spot. Craven falls in line behind him in third. Jeff Gordon with Trouble the lead. in turn two. Now Sterling Marlin gets turned around. Jimmy Spencer T-bones him. Marlin now with Terry Labonte. Kyle Petty slams the outside wall. They all clear on the back straightaway. Now fire out of the rear of Terry Labonte's car. Terry Labonte's car catches fire as he apparently has ruptured an oil line or a brake line or something of that point. The car sitting on the inside of the back straightaway off turn two. Back to Joe Moore. Jimmy Spencer trying to make a move on Sterling Marlin coming into the corner. He got into the side of Marlin, spun him around. Terry Labonte tried to make a move to the outside to avoid. When he did, he nearly climbed up the outside retaining wall then fire erupted to the rear of the car. Terry now climbing out of his Chevrolet. Terry bailing out of that race car in a hurry as the flames have seemed to have subsided a little bit. Fire crews get over there in a hurry and put the fire bottles on the car to make sure it doesn't flare back up. But Terry does get out of the car all by himself. Again, a quick update from Joe Moore. Sterling Marlin able to drive away. His car restarted. Also, the other car involved in this uh, particular incident, uh, Jimmy Spencer, made slight contact. He was able to drive away. The only one left over here was, again, Terry Labonte. He was several cars behind. The incident just got caught up in as he tried to avoid by going wide, and he ended up with the worst of it all. Another tough luck day for Terry Labonte as he continues to run into uh, unforeseen obstacles in trying to defend his NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship. Only got two cars in the garage at this point in the race. It is not going to be a good finish for Terry here at New Hampshire today. And the green flag comes back in the air. Dick Trickle, the first driver, a lap down, down to the inside of race leader Jeff Gordon. Quickly, Gordon will clear him up through the gears. Trickle going to try and hang inside of Ernie Irvin as they go back to one. Irvin trying to stay on the tail.
tail of the Jeff Gordon car coming into the corner. Both machines going wide to get by Dick Trickle. Now Trickle falls in line as Irvin nearly breaks loose. Here's Craven going after Trickle to clear him off, too. Great move by Ricky Craven as he dives down to the inside line, and that will keep him in touch with the leaders. So the first three get clear. Everybody else, no dice. It's Gordon, Irvin, and Craven. Fourth place on back right now. Mired in traffic back there trying to get up to the front three. Fourth place right now hanging on to Ricky Craven, or Ricky Craven hangs correct me on that. It will be Steve Grissom holding on to fourth place, but behind him, Joe Moore, it's a hornet's nest back there. A couple of Fords doing battle. you got Dale Jarrett riding along in fifth. Bill Elliott trying to get by him to the inside. Here to the outside goes Bobby Hamilton. Meanwhile, Chad Little spins it around all by himself. In turn number two, everybody makes evasive moves to the inside. Stay under the green for the moment as Chad Little fires his machine up, doesn't hit anything, and rolls on away. Off of turn four comes Jeff Gordon with about a three-car length lead on Ernie Irvin. Let's get out of the garage and Mike Bagley. Terry Labonte has just walked from the infield care center. Terry, first of all, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It's, I'm all right. What happened out there is a scary ride in turn two for you. Well, somebody got tangled up there in front and a couple guys got crossed up or something and the four car spun and I thought I had him missed and he came back across the track and caught me in the left front and I hit the wall and just one of those deals. Tough deal. I think we're going to have a, a decent finish, you know, and try to salvage something out of a terrible week, but it uh, didn't happen. That's Terry Labonte walking back to his damaged Kellogg's Cornflake Chevrolet right now. Really been an up-and-down season for Terry Labonte and the Kellogg's team. Right now at the front of the field, a two-car breakaway. It's back in turn one. Challenge for the third spot. Steve Grissom has caught Ricky Craven, raced with him down the front straightaway, used the inside lane as usual, and Grissom now advances to third. Craven beginning to struggle. First, the lap car of Dick Trickle working underneath him. Now Steve Grissom going down to the inside, but it's a two-man race at the front of the pack. Jeff Gordon, a car length back to Ernie Irvin. Then about a second back to Steve Grissom, the third-place driver. Craven behind him in fourth with some pressure now from Dale Jarrett in fifth and a car length back to Bill Elliott in sixth and Bobby Hamilton in seventh right on his back bumper. They go single file to one. Racing for the sixth position. Let's follow this one back into turn number one. Bill Elliott struggling to hold his forward down low while Bobby Hamilton's Pontiac pouncing all over the racetrack. Here's Hamilton flaring down to the inside. Three wide on the back straightaway as Dale Jarrett fights his way to the inside of Ricky Craven. Craven tried to run him to the bottom of the racetrack. Now Jarrett goes high in three. They're three wide. Craven back underneath him. Bobby Hamilton to the inside on Jarrett. Dale took the car just a little harder than he needed to into turn number three. Couldn't hold it down. It kicked up and it cost him a couple of positions. Again, he's got his hands full down in turn number one. Bobby Hamilton works on him over in turn two. All this going on from fourth on back. Ricky Craven has the spot just behind him. It's Jarrett, then Bobby Hamilton. Here's Hamilton dropping to the inside to challenge. Hamilton hangs a left turn to the inside of the Dale Jarrett car and he'll put DJ down another spot. Hamilton now moves up as Ernie Irvin takes a peek for the lead but can't get it done in four. Jeff Gordon pushing a little wide between three and four. Ernie Irvin trying to find a way around him with 22 laps to go. The race for the lead is on in one. Chevrolet and Ford working their way back to turn number one. The Chevrolet of Jeff Gordon, the Ford of Ernie Irvin. Irvin trying to squeeze down to the inside but Gordon keeping that lane from opening up there. Ernie Irvin just testing the waters coming off corner number two. That time kept it in single file. It's a two-man race at the front of the pack. Gordon and Irvin, then the lap car of Dick Trickle, then a long gap back to Grissom, Craven, and Bobby Hamilton. Really hard to decide what you want to watch as the laps wind down, whether it's the battle for the lead or that scramble going on back there for third place. Again, Bobby Hamilton puts a move on to move around Ricky Craven in turn one. This is the race for the fourth spot, and Hamilton has position coming into the turn. The position being the inside lane. He'll flash by and grab the spot. Craven quickly gets back down in front of Dale Jarrett. Craven, who had led so long at the early part of the race, now forced to play 
some defenses. Here comes Dale Jarrett down to the bottom on Craven. Craven holds him off into turn number three. So it's Grissom, Hamilton, Craven, Jarrett, and Elliott. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh there. Let's go back up front for just a minute. Jeff Gordon is out on older tires than Ernie Irvin is, at least as far as the right sides are concerned. Remember that under the pit stops at lap 227, Gordon took fuel only. Irvin got right side tires. We'll see if that comes into play in the final laps. The race for third heats up on the backstretch. Bobby Hamilton diving low on Steve Grissom, and the STP Pontiac is back into the top three. Grissom back in line in fourth, had to shut down Ricky Craven, who tried to follow Hamilton to the low lane. Bobby's got a fast race car, but the factor now is going to be the time. I don't think he has enough time left to chase down the front two and become a major player as far as winning this race. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, just about a car length between first and second in turn two. Irvin is there looking for a way to get by, about a car length off the rear deck of Jeff Gordon. Gordon leads them down the back straightaway. Irvin just hovering there, waiting for his opening, biding his time as the laps continue to wind down. Work their way up off of turn number four. There'll be 18 laps to go as they come to the start-finish line. Two car lengths between Ernie Irvin and Jeff Gordon. Bobby Hamilton has left Steve Grissom after taking third away. Grissom still got Ricky Craven and Dale Jarrett. Bill Elliott all bunched up tightly behind him as they go back to one. Single file from fourth on back. It's like a freight train here with Steve Grissom at the head of the pack trying to hold off Ricky Craven. Craven trying to hold off Dale Jarrett. No one stepping out of line for now. Craven takes a peek down to the inside, but he won't have the horsepower to get it done this time. It remains Grissom, then Craven, then Jarrett, then a car length back to Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt trying to get into it now. We are back under caution in the CMT 300. Jeff Bodine spinning off of turn number four as he went into turn number three. He and Kyle Petty were racing pretty hard for a spot there, Dave Moody. They were indeed, and they were leaning hard on each other. Petty got into the back end of Jeff Bodine, got him a little bit sideways. Bodine straightened it out. Petty got into him again, and then it looked like both of them just plain lost patience and just started leaning heavily coming off four and Bodine went around. Jeff spun around, came down to the inside of the racetrack. He's now fired the car and will be able to go on around. Here he comes on pit road. Not been a real good day for Jeff or Todd or Brett Bodine, for that matter, here at the Speedway. Jeff going down, trying to get his car repaired, maybe pull some sheet metal out and salvage some kind of a finish. One lap and we'll go back racing. So we will have a two-lap sprint to the finish of this CMT 300 with Jeff Gordon needing two more laps around over Ernie Irvin to score his 10th victory of this season and extend his lead in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings. And we may see some more sparks fly a little bit further back in the field also in some of these cars that have really had to fight to stay up there all day long. But for Jeff Gordon, his main concern right now is can he hold off at least a couple of cars that have been able to stay up there with him for the last hour here at the New Hampshire International Speedway in the form of Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton. They both had good, strong race cars. Steve Grissom going to have a shot at him right now also, along with Ricky Craven and Dale Earnhardt up there and Dale Jarrett. That's your top seven, followed by Jimmy Spencer, Mark Martin, and Rusty Wallace that make up the top ten. Yeah, I don't think we want to count Hamilton out of this. He has looked strong in the last going after getting by Grissom. He just was a uh, long ways behind the front two and not in position to try and put a move on. He could become a factor as well. Time to settle it. Two more laps, two more miles in the CMT 300. When they come off of turn number four and the green flag waves, they will complete the 298th lap. And Jeff Gordon, Ernie Irvin, Bobby Hamilton, Steve Grissom, and Ricky Craven, along with Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Spencer, Mark Martin, and Rusty Wallace. Those are the top ten drivers now. Those will be the people scrambling for those positions at the front of the field over the final two trips around the speedway. Going to be interesting to see who gets the good restart. Pace car is off the corner, down behind the pit wall. Jeff Gordon pushes the throttle, heads for turn number one. Green flag goes in the air. 
Ernie Irvin will be able to stay with him as they work their way down into the corner. Irvin less than a car length behind Gordon, closing in even more as they come into turn number one. Right behind them now you've got Bobby Hamilton in third, Steve Grissom in fourth, back for about seventh. Dale Jarrett goes wide to get by Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Gordon with a car length in hand, down the back straight away, make it two now over Ernie Irvin, another two back to Bobby Hamilton, then five back to Grissom. It's going to be a three-man race, everybody drifting high in turn three. Three car shootout for the win here at New Hampshire, down to the line. White flag comes up in the air for Jeff Gordon. Ernie Irvin is two car lengths behind. Bobby Hamilton is five car lengths behind. They're back in one. Chevy Ford and Pontiac coming back into turn one while Rusty Wallace takes a spin on the main straightaway. It is Gordon leading away by a car length over Ernie Irvin. Final time down the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon leads them down right up against the outside retaining wall. Dives it low. Now down into turn three. It's Gordon and Irvin heading for the checkerboards at New Hampshire. Rusty Wallace fires and moves from where he came to rest in the main straightaway as off of turn four to the checkered flag. Jeff Gordon will hold off Ernie Irvin and Jeff Gordon will win the CMT 300, his 10th victory of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season, surviving a wild final 70 laps of this event. Gordon will beat Ernie Irvin, Bobby Hamilton, Steve Grissom, and Ricky Rudd, your top five. And for the Rainbow Warrior team today, Jim Phillips, a job well done. It was a job well done. And you gamble a little bit on that last stop. You just took a little bit of fuel, Ray Evernham, and it paid off. Yeah, you know, but uh, you couldn't do that if you didn't have a car uh, and a crew and a driver like this one. And, uh, you know, they allow us to do stuff like that. Uh, he drove his butt off. He did a great job. And, uh, you know, it got kind of hairy there at the end. But uh, when it comes down to time to get it, he gets it. He sure did. Tenth win. Thank you. And they head to victory lane. And we'll be going to victory lane very shortly. And we'll talk to some of the other top finishers in a minute. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. The CMT 300 in Loudoun, New Hampshire is over, and Jeff Gordon has just rolled into victory lane, scoring his 10th victory of the 1997 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. Gordon holding off Ernie Irvin for the win with Bobby Hamilton finishing third, Steve Grissom fourth, and Ricky Craven unofficially rounding out the top five. Jeff Gordon in victory lane celebrating the victory in the CMT 300, and our Jim Phillips is with him. Well, he gets to kiss his wife, Brooke. Ten wins already, Jeff. The decision was made to not take any tires on the last pit stop, just a splash of gasoline. Looks like it made the difference. Well, you know, as a driver, you want as many tires, as much gas as you can usually get. And, um, you know, I, I, I try not to ever question those guys, and especially Ray. And uh, he made a great call again. I tell you what, uh, great call in the pits. Won us a race here the uh, last time we won at uh, New Hampshire. And um, I tell you what, it was a long day for us. Uh, we just had a good, consistent run. And uh, I didn't know if we were the fastest car, but, uh, you know, Ernie had those two tires. I thought he might get me. But uh, we spun the tires on that last restart and uh, just tried to bring it home uh, those last two laps. And we were all out there slipping and sliding quite a bit, but it was a, a great race. Started 13th. It looked to me like that you guys had anticipated the long green sessions today, and your car was really good when it, on the long greens. Our car was great on long runs. Uh, I really thought that the track was going to get a lot slicker and uh, looser than it did, uh, but our, our tires held up great. We started out tight, and, uh, you know, about 40, 50 laps in a run. That's when my car really came on strong. Uh, I didn't want to see some of those last cautions. We had a, a pretty good lead going, and uh, I had my rhythm going, and uh, everything was great, but, uh, you know, it all worked out, and uh, I got to thank DuPont Automotive motor finishes and Chevrolet brought Chevrolet back into victory lane again that's great and Goodyear had a wonderful tire today and Quaker State and Pepsi and of course these Rainbow Warriors and I also want to thank God for for all the blessings. 
Tell me your thoughts on the last, uh, on the last two laps. What were you going to try to do, Ernie? You knew he was right behind you. You knew he had, it was a great restarter. What was your thoughts? Well, th you know, they make a lot of horsepower, and uh, he, he is good on the restarts. And, you know, I was afraid that uh, he might actually, if he was going to get me, it was going to be getting going down the straightaway. And so, uh, you know, I just tried to anticipate the start a little quicker. And when I did, I spun the tires. I thought I was in trouble. And, you know, I just took the RPMs as high up as I could and get as much speed. I knew once I got in the corner, I thought we'd be in pretty good shape because there's really one groove. Uh, you know, there's a lot of oil, a lot of speedy drive down the bottom of the track. You couldn't run down low, so you had to just slide the thing up to the second groove and uh, hang on tight. And that's all we did. And we got a little bit of a jump on them, uh, you know, off of two. And uh, we were able to keep, uh, you know, a little bit of a margin to the checkered. Ten wins already. I tell you, I'm in shock. I, I just can't believe that we won again. And, you know, uh, this this team showed uh, again, you know, what, what it takes to win is, is great teamwork. Uh, Ray and I worked real hard on the race car. And, uh, you know, we weren't the best car all day long, but we kept getting better and better and just fine-tuned it and hoped that the track would come to us. And tell you what, uh, you know, there's a lot of magic between he and I, and uh, it paid off today. And uh, the, those, great, those great pit stops certainly worked out well also. They really did. One of them, 17.9, and it really counted. That's what things the champions are made of. Jeff Gordon wins at New Hampshire. Jeff Gordon will win. It'll be his 10th victory of the year. Finishing second, Ernie Irvin. Bobby Hamilton comes home third. Steve Grissom finished fourth. Ricky Craven was fifth. Sixth will go to Dale Jarrett. Seventh to Jimmy Spencer. Eighth to Dale Earnhardt. Ninth to Mark Martin. Making up the top ten is Hutt Strickland. Eleventh to Bill Elliott. Kyle Petty finished twelfth. Thirteenth to Joe Nemechek. 14th to Jeff Burton, although Todd Bodine did most of the driving here today for him. Finishing in 15th will be Bobby Labonte. 16th will go to Jeff Bodine. 17th to John Andretti. 18th to Lake Speed. 19th will be Johnny Benson. 20th will be Rick Mass. 21st goes to Rusty Wallace. 22nd to Derek Cope. 23rd to Dick Trickle. Ward Burton finished 24th, and Robbie Gordon make up the top 25. 26th will be Jeremy Mayfield. 27th, Kenny Wallace. Chad Little, 28th. 29th to Dave Marcus. And 30th will go to Ted Musgrave. Uh, 31st to Wally Dallenbach. Darrell Waltrip, 32nd. Brett Bodine, 33rd. Gary Bradbury, 34th. Mike Skinner, 35th. Michael Waltrip, 36th. Ken Schrader, 37th. Jeff Green, 38th. Sterling Marlin, 39th, and David Green, 40th. 41st to Terry Labonte, Ricky Rudd, 42nd, and Robert Presley finishes in the 43rd position. Time of the race, 3 hours, 10 minutes, and 47 seconds. 16 lead changes among 8 drivers. 8 cautions slowed the race for 48 of its 300 laps, and Jeff Gordon led the most laps on the day, and that is the summary of today's CMT 300. And again, unofficially, it'll be 139 points between Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings after today's race. The official numbers put out by NASCAR first thing uh, about 10 o'clock, I should say, instead of first thing on Monday morning. Thank my sister Melanie Bestwick for her scoring and statistical help during our broadcast today. Joe Moore and Dave Moody covered the corners for us. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley were in the pit and garage areas. And now for Barney Hall, Alan Bestwick saying so long from New Hampshire, where Jeff Gordon has won the CMT 300. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions can in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.